only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Hello, everybody, and welcome back, or welcome to this very special edition of the Giant Beast Cast. You may have noticed already, this is an audio-only edition, and that is for a very good reason. We're going to be doing some more theater of the mind. Jeff Bacalar, Alex Navarro, you are here. Yes, I am. I am a mind theater guy. Theater, a, a dream theater, if you will. Uh, but also here, uh, joining us again, Austin Walker. We got we got Dream Theater for this. Did, is, is yeah. that, did you clear the licensing on that? Uh, yes. In perpetuity, forever. Okay. Yes, yeah. I will okay. be playing the role of Mike Portnoy today. <laughs> uh, Honestly, so, you might do okay. <laughs> so, for folks who don't know, um, Austin has joined us. Boy, what has it been for the last sixteen three, years? Five? At least, I think four, five or six four. years. It has to be uh, five because there's only like who. <laughs> It's, it's been a while. When did we do our no, first no. one? Was it 2015? When did we join the website? No one What's knows. Happened? Nobody knows. There's no uh, way to find out. Five years. This is our fifth one. Man. And it has been awesome every time. Thank you. I'll just get this out of the gate. Thank you very much, Austin, for donating your time for this. I really do appreciate it. Always yeah. enjoy it. Uh, so what we do here is our uh, bonus episode for the end of the year. Uh, Austin comes up with a fantastical world in which we all just try to uh, live through and get together in. It has ranged from things like capers uh, at LaGuardia uh-huh. to uh, 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 Neo old, old subway tra- lore. Yeah. I was yeah. Gonna say trains talking trains all over the place. Um, and space. Uh, there was a control one. I think I'm missing one in my own brain. Oh, and a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> we already did post-apocalyptic. I think we've ones. done at least two post-apocalypses. Uh, yeah, uh, we like st- we stole something out of Times Square. That happened. Yes. That was the first one. Ball. The, Bring it the, all ball. Back. The, the ball. The ball was, was the ball. second one. The first yeah, one was, was just the airport when we were transporting. Right, cocaine. It was the cocaine. Oh Wait, so we did do uh, two. Oh my god! Right. Yeah, I think this uh, might be five. There have been a lot, and yeah. Uh, there was a lot of fun uh, and a fun way to end the year and begin the year. So this will be going up on, on New Year's Day. Uh, Austin, what are we doing today? Today we are playing Into the Dark, a Forged in the Dark game by Strauss Asimovic and John W. Sheldon. For people who don't know, Forged in the Dark is the kind of uh, quick name to refer to games inspired by and taking some of the rules of a game called Blades in the Dark. Uh, which is kind of an all-time favorite of mine. It's it's a pretty big game from the last five years of the kind of independent scene. Blades in the Dark is kind of a industrial fantasy, think Dishonored style, mm. you know, steampunk, but its politics aren't re- like reprehensible um, okay. style uh, game in which you play a bunch of cutthroats in uh you know on a on a sort of Victorian island. Uh it's great. Um this is a variation on that that kind of streamlines a lot of the rules, has some additional unique rules for it and takes place in sort of a post-apocalyptic dark fantasy world. Um I'll just read their setup for what the world is if that makes sense because that would be sure. on the same page. Yeah. Long ago or so the story goes, the gold flame lit the land during the day and the sky burned a vibrant blue. 
When the flames set, the sky extinguished except for smoldering sparks that shone and moons that glowed. The people invoked metals and glass from the earth, built palaces and mighty machines out of them. Then the murk covered the world. The Order of the Silver Flame keeps the murk at bay, and their word is law. Their temples draw the last fire from deep beneath the ground and pipe it around the enclaves of the people. It floats above their shrines in argent burning orbs. Their priests forge metal with it and protect roads with its light and warm flesh with its heat. The silver flame burns eternal unless devoured by the murk. Once in a while, the murk invades the lit lands. Nightmares come out of the dark to throw themselves onto the fires to extinguish them and drag people into the nightlands far from the light. There in the dark, the murk breeds more monsters from the living. Its night wells give these monstrosities strength and drive. Somewhere, up to a few days from the borders of the Litlands, the well sits, a black portal vomiting forth a deep dark, guarded by monsters bred in the murk. Nobody knows why the wells form, just that they do. Some people are not like the others. They can bear the murk without becoming monsters in its presence. People like this, people like you, are often found as survivors of incursions. They are paid by the order to delve into the murk. Often these are people without training. They're not famed soldiers. They're not powerful priests. They are simply not yet murk corrupted. But if they survive their excursions into the unlit dark, they will become famed and powerful delvers. And if they are very lucky, they'll exit carrying treasures acquired in the murk and earn coin both legal and illegal and, res and the respect of the people they protect. So that's you. You are going to be playing Merc Delvers, people who go into the dark in this kind of post-apocalyptic fantasy world to save the day, to to uh, stop these these uh, wells of the darkness of the Merc from uh, spilling further out. I have kind of a particular setup for us uh, here, but but I guess before we we get into that, um, I should say that there are kind of four classes to choose between, and I don't know if people have have. Um, you know, started moving, gravitating towards one or the other. But briefly, there's the Merc Hunter, which is your sort of like heavy hitter class, can take more damage or deal more damage depending on how you build them out. There is the Light Bearer, which is your cleric or paladin, uh, you know, analog. This is someone who can heal you, but also someone who has some like, you know, spell stuff and some interesting equipment uh, available to them. Um, there is the Explorer, who is... Your thief, a rogue type, uh, but who is also also sorry, uh, sorry for saying rogue. I know it's Ben is Ben Pack is going through a lot right now. Um, <laughs> really doing his best. I believe in him. I believe he. <laughs> was I it do too. Thirteen tries he has. He, he changed. Yeah, thirteen tries. He changed a. Uh, I think he changed like a bat into a griffin today, and I just killed him. Yeah, I watched already, and it was great. <laughs> uh, so sorry for saying the word rogue, Ben. But the explorer is like someone who's just good at. You know, sneaking around, getting good loot from things, mm. um, generally being uh, being knowledgeable. Their starting skill is study, um, which is useful because it means that they can like you know study stuff. Uh, and then the shadow binder, which I you know is kind of a warlocky class. This is someone who has been already touched by the merc and in fact has touched the merc back. Uh, is Ooh. able to like maybe summon 
you know, Merc weapons or even even summon a shade from the Merc that is loyal for at least some amount of time to you. Does blood magic, stuff like that. So those are those are four classes. Um, I should say that this is a, an independent game um, that, that came out, I believe, originally in an early access version last year. Yes, even tabletop RPGs have early access <laughs> now. Um, and then was fully released earlier this year. It didn't make a huge splash, but it seems really interesting. And I really love the one of the designers, Strauss Asimovic made a game called Scum and Villainy, which we used on mm. Friends of the Table a few years ago, that is just a great uh, Forged in the Dark kind of Star Wars space opera style game. Um, it's not actually Star Wars, they would be sued, uh, <laughs> right. but it's very good. So so I trust Strauss, and, and I'm, I'm excited to, to give this a shot. Um, so do people have feelings in their hearts about which of these four classes they want to be? I... Uh, I- I don't exactly, but I do feel like whoever uh, becomes the Shadowbinder should go by the name Delver the Murky Homo Sapien. Great name. Wow. <laughs> Incredible. I was thinking Light, light Bearer. I, uh, Good to I have like, one. Yeah, you need to have one, and uh, I always enjoy playing the uh, uh, a paladin or somebody who is uh, uh, high on their horse, and then... You like crush. a big hammer. I like a big hammer. I like a big hammer. I like a big, uh, um, uh, what should I call it? Uh, like, uh, feel like you're fighting. I like the righteousness and then the crushing reality of, uh, oh, of good. the world. Yes, yeah. love that. All right, I've written Vinny on Lightbearer, unless someone wants to contest that. But nope. that seems no. such a Vinny this thing is going to me. Uncontested. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect anybody else <laughs> to go for Lightbearer. <laughs> what was the, the, the thief adjacent person? Explorer. Here in the bottom right of the the kind of four sheets I've put here. Yeah, I got you. I can do. I can explore. You can do explore. Yeah, that feels very Jeff to me. Okay. Okay. Alex, I, are you going Shadowbinder or Merc Hunter? Uh well, so we had talked a little bit about this about whether I want to resurrect uh, <laughs> our good friend Hard for this, and yeah. you know, I mean, I'm not one to buck tradition, so I kind of feel <laughs> like you know, there's a Hard in every universe, so yeah, why totally. not? Why not bring Multiple. him back? And I kind of feel like he's more of a Merc Hunter type, more okay, of a just, yeah. I want to fucking knock things around kind of dude. So That seems right to me. Yeah. Um, Har- all right. Hard, I'll just say it here. Hard Merkinson. Uh, Her- Herd Merkinson? <laughs> Herd Merkinson. Shard Merkinson. Yeah, good. <laughs> Alex, okay. So those are your three sheets here. Um, I'm going to add the basic like dice roll stuff in that spot where there used to be another sheet in a second. Uh, but okay. to begin with, the character creation of this is super light. You've already picked your classes. That's a good step. Um, you know, we can we can go over this first step that, that they suggest, which is like, who were you before you became a Merc Delver? A thing that they say in the book that's great is like, this isn't your job. Like, this isn't what you do to keep food on the table. You might be a craftsman or a peasant or a farmer or a scholar or something else. Uh, you know, 90 out of 100 days of your life. And then every mm. once in a while, you get the call that is like, hey, can you go out there? You know, something's happened. Can you go into the dark? Can you go? We're in the, the division is what you're saying. This is a very, <laughs> this is a very, like the, for me, the, the touchstones that I suggested to y'all were like uh, Remnant from the Ashes, a little bit of Bloodborne, maybe, uh, or uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles, because the light bearer is going to have some of this special light that that you need to keep in in kind of a cage, and, and if it gets destroyed, you're fucked, and that's a very mm-hmm. Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles thing. But yeah, it's also the Division, in more ways than one, as you'll see. So, okay. Uh, so yeah. Um, 
so yeah, do, do you do you want to just give me like uh, who who are who are you people outside of the people who go into the dark? Mm. What's hard get up to when? And also, are you committing to hard Markinson, or are you going with something else? I, I think it, it's, hard, hard. it's hard. It's yeah, hard. Yeah, it's go hard. hard. We're going that's, hard. That's what that's we're going the, hard. The campaign you realize like, when we do you have our... cemented hard now for indefinitely. Like, oh yeah. Well, you know, cement is very hard. So yeah, mm, works true. out. True. It worked out. Uh, I think hard. You know, hard has had many jobs. He's had many worn many hats over the years, and I think these days, you know, he is an odd jobs man. He is a guy that sort of. Not exactly a, a drifter, but, you know, a little bit of a transient personality in the sense sure. that he just sort of takes jobs where they come. You Bounces know, he's from not necessarily settlement to settlement. One, yeah. Yeah. You know, doesn't stay in one place too long, just kind of goes where he feels like he's needed uh, and where people won't bother him too much. And that's just kind of, you know, he, he can kind of do a lot of things as long as they, most of those things involve uh, heavy machinery, hard labor or punching something. Totally. Um, as a note, I think I think it's worth saying Hard probably has strange visions of of a past he can't quite remember, right? Possibly several pasts. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Which is not useful because sometimes it's like, oh yeah, I think I remember how things were before the before the Merc came, and people are like, oh yeah, can you tell us something interesting or important? And you're like, totally. There used to be giant robots, and like, no, that's the wrong. That's not. That's not <laughs> that the reality anyone else is living in, buddy. Um, uh, Jeff or Vinny, do you have thoughts on on who your light bearers are? Or sorry, your merc delvers are before or beyond their merc delving. Uh, Jeff, do you have anything yet? I have a name. Um, oh, totally. What's your name? Well, the, you know, I, I have a bit of a tradition myself where I sort of let my uh my son accidentally create the name. Great. Uh, if you'll recall, uh, Mars Nobody was an incredible uh, was, name. Uh, yes, was a good name. And uh, well, th- this year in twenty twenty, uh, I will be playing Larry Alaska. Great. Nice, good, good. Oh, that's so good. That's very good. <laughs> Um, Ooh, uh, what's Larry get up to when when not delving the depths and stealing treasure and stuff? Um, he he builds uh these these sort of like magical uh games for the for the oh, world's I children. I love that. That's, and, that's uh, you have no. Mm, mwah, I love this. They're they're like these little almost like a music box, but yep. there's like cool shit in there. I don't know what's in there, but. Larry makes these toys for this kids. This is this is. I, I'm going to suggest that when we get to the next step of character creation, that you take something like Tinker to uh, to represent the fact that that's a skill you have. If that makes yeah. sense, so um, that does. Vinny, talk to me about the light bearer. Um, so I'm thinking that Oops. he's since he's like touched, right? He doesn't he doesn't get turned into a, a merc monster in the dark, right? So they kind of need him. Uh, and he works in the in the cloister or the mm-hmm. the priesthood. Uh, I'm thinking they they keep promising him he will get promoted within the ranks there. Uh, uh-huh. and it's always one one more one more trip to hey <laughs> one more, and then you're gonna be good. And then uh, you get to become one of the people who stays behind. Basically, yeah. And then and then right. you're good one more, but they will never promote him because they need him to go into the the merc all the time. But <laughs> he's very he's he's bought in. He is totally uh, on board. Love it. Uh, very enthusiastic. Tr- trust the light. Believes in the light. The light would never lie. 
Uh, right. He's clearly like, the stuff he's just is like all... a familiar. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Thing, <laughs> to, clearly... to the church. Jeez. <laughs> this is a, this is this is my last one, guys. <laughs> this, yeah. is a, this is a, they... <laughs> one more. They told me this is a, this is it. One more, and a, whew, I won't forget you when I'm big. <laughs> for what it's worth, you are going to get like a little more money to start start out with. Like you you working for the order is a is a big deal in a, in a way. So um, do you have a name? Oh right, yes, for your... the order. For the, uh... um, yes, uh, in the tradition of looking around at open tabs I had in my browser. Yep. Um, my character's name is uh, Joam Antana, uh, but you can call him Joam. Joe. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it's Joam Antana. Great. Good. You uh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Love it. I'm just gonna put Joam in quotes, and that's what people call you. <laughs> yeah, you can call me Joam. I actually love it because again, like, did you find an old Joe Montana trading card? Like, what is the? <laughs> I was, you know, I had, a, I had a browser open and I, something about football was on it. Oh, I, I mean, like, oh. In, in the world, it's totally possible oh. you found some. Someone <laughs> yeah, found an old Joe Montana, yeah, yeah a, a jersey. You were swaddled in a Joe yeah. Montana jersey. <laughs> yeah, so it was mostly worn off, and it just it says, yeah, it's like God. Joe it's Mo- actually Montana. Extremely funny to think. Does the order wear a bunch of? Did the order find a bunch of old sports memorabilia? Like, yeah. well, these are clearly the clothes of yes. heroes of the past right. of Saint of Saint Francisco. Um. <laughs> well, it's good that you found the San Francisco 49ers jerseys and not the San Francisco Demons jerseys because that would be a very different vibe. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, so, right. The the order. The, it's very very particular. Uh, there are forty nine tenants uh, of this order huh. and. Great, love it. Go I don't know. Long. Yeah, okay. Saint <laughs> Jeff <motto>. Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> Their motto is "Go long." Uh, love it. Um, all right. So next up is attributes. There are three attributes on your sheet: insight, prowess, and resolve. Insight is your awareness of your surroundings. It's your quick reflexes. It's your kind of general smarts. It's like thinking about stuff and reading, and so it's, it's kind of a blend, right? It's it's both dexterity and intelligence in a sense. Uh, okay. Prowess is fighting, athletics, physical toughness and strength so prowess would be both you know swinging your fist but also trying to run away from something uh, but also taking a hit right or trying to break through a door or something and then resolve is is just like mental toughness right it's willpower it's also charisma it's your ability to persuade people um, uh, and so those are those attributes are things that we're going to turn to both when you're trying to do something uh, successfully but also when you're trying to prevent something from happening to you uh, and so this is a kind of a low-powered game uh, you're gonna pick one attribute to start at one and then two to start at zero huh and then there's a second part of this which is it's it's i guess maybe the way i would interpret this is you're better at um it's easier to become good at resisting things than maybe doing things you'll you're also going to toughen up to two attributes and toughening them means that you are better at resisting with that thing so so putting a point into it means you're really good at both getting something done and preventing things from happening to you uh so for instance let's say you were in a big fight um uh, uh prowess might would be part of what you roll to do a, a sword swing or something but it would also be what you would do to try to resist the incoming claw slam from a monster or something um uh so if you put a point in the prowess you'd get you'd get a bonus basically when you roll um but you could also toughen prowess Let's say you put your point into insight. You could be like, well, listen, I'm not any good in a fight, but I can keep myself safe. So I'm going to toughen prowess. Uh, so you have to tell me what one, where you put your one attribute point and then what you're going to toughen. You get two gotcha. toughen points that can go between any of those three. You could even toughen one thing twice if you were like, I really want to be good at blank. But, you know, you're all kind of low level here. So, mm-hmm. okay. 
This might be the first time no one comes back during a holiday game. We'll see. <laughs> I, I think I think Joe is definitely not a, a fighter. I, I'm going to put it into resolve. I feel like you got to have a, okay. a lot of stamina to keep getting knocked down like that. One last one last gig. One last gig, like yeah. you said. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then what are you going to toughen? Do you have any ideas? Um, I'm going to say maybe maybe kind of avoid taking a hit so let's toughen prowess okay you pick two right you pick two Um, yeah that's because he's definitely been rolled mentally um so let's do well let's do let's toughen a resolve too i feel like there's no insight here (laughs) no yeah you know what that uh, (laughs) yes that makes sense to me (laughs) and i'll grab this and mark one of those and then do it again uh boom okay easy anyone else ready with their with their stuff here i I think i'm gonna have to throw my single solitary point into insight Mm -hmm. um and then um let me get a uh (laughs) it's like i'm ordering fucking fast food (laughs) (laughs) let me get um one in, in prowess one in resolve okay yeah so you're a little spread around here yeah like that all right I will put my single solitary point into prowess since uh-huh. no one else did. Um, and I am going to uh, see. I feel bad because I don't want to. We may just have to rely on Jeff entirely for insight, but I think I'm going to toughen prowess and I'm going to toughen resolve. Okay, mm-hmm. I like this. This that feels like hard to me. Yeah. Um. All right. So there you go. That's that's your setup there. And again, just to to reiterate for people, Jome uh, has uh, one in resolve. Resolve and prowess are toughened. Uh, Larry Alaska has a one in insight and prowess and resolve are toughened and, uh, uh, hard has one in prowess and prowess and resolve are toughened. Um, next up is for you, is for you to pick a second. Um, uh, actually, wait, let's do, I guess ability is next. Actually pick one ability from your Merc divers or Merc Delvers list. If you're not sure on what to take, the first ability is a good choice. Uh, so an example of this, uh, just to like go over what these are for people listening. Um, uh, they, they range a lot, uh, but some of them are very simple like hard your first ability listed is tough gain six hp permanently Mm -hmm. i'll I'll note everyone starts at six hp so that would be doubling your starting hp um but you could also just immediately get a thing hard that doubles basically increases your your uh melee damage by 1d6 which is very big um but these some of these get much much weirder um i'd say you know uh joan a lot of your abilities have stuff around um attuning to magic circles and stuff Mm. uh uh but also healing spells med kits um using med kits in combat and so just out of combat uh you know magic weapon stuff and then, and then, uh, Larry, Larry, Alaska, you know, one of your things is just straight up, uh, you get an extra die for loot whenever I, I roll to give you loot and, and you don't have to like worry about selling forbidden stuff. That's like a fun, that's a fun one. Uh, you've one that, that is, um, just straight up. You're better at tinkering traps or resisting, uh, ambushes mm. and stuff like that. And then also you are the one who has the backstab, right? Take, take an extra die and do extra damage when attacking from surprise. 
Um, another fun one for you could be Alchemist. Equip three free alchemicals without paying at the start of each delve. Alchemicals are like, you know, potion type things, right? So like, for instance, if you look over to your right, you have this uh, kind of list of, of gear you, you have available to you. Um, and so you have stuff like ignites uh, black water, uh, ignites on contact with air, uh, quiet oil, uh, devours sound, sh- murk shrooms, see in the murk. And so if you took that one, you would get three free things of those without having to spend money on them at the top of the game, which is kind of fun, right? You take quick bone, yeah. which yeah. turns bone to jelly, which in oh. the book I thought would be like, an, I was like, oh, this must be an attack thing. But the example they use is someone drinks it for themselves so they can squeeze through a small gross. crevice. Y- y- yeah, I mean, okay, that's gross. I, it's gross. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, do you get, do you turn back? Yeah, you turn back, you turn back, you turn back, yes, 100%. Okay. Yes. Um, so, so think about those. Uh, does anyone has one that they know they want to circle? Let me know. I'm, I'm give, so give leaning. Me, yeah, okay. Go ahead, guys. Well, I was going to just ask, unless noted on the thing, can you use it more than once uh, during a session? Okay. Yes, 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 yes. It's the other way. Unless it says you can only use this once, okay. you can use it as many times as you want. Okay. Uh, or it's not that sort of, you know what I mean? Like, tough <laughs> gains 6 HP permanently is just a permanent thing, you know? Yeah, because it's tough to know how often you'll get the chance totally. to use it, you know. So like, totally. I, that looter thing sounded cool. Give me looter. I'm gonna advise not giving you looter for okay, a reason because cool, that's how you, is, you advertised it in a way that cool. was like Jeff. Well, it's cool because I want to advertise it in a big in a big sense. But we're not playing a campaign, right? If we were playing a campaign right. where we were going, think about right. that as like the thing you get at the beginning of an RPG that's like give me bonus money or give me bonus XP. <laughs> you definitely right, yeah. want to take that because that's a sick skill. But well, look, we're, you're Austin, only doing one session. The the many years we worked together, you didn't know this, but my life was in your hands, and uh-huh. uh, today as well, my character is in your hands. So I will let you uh, pick for me. Let me think about it. Wow. All right. Yeah. Let me here, think on it. Let me talk about mine here for a second, please. While, while we're talking about it. So the one that speaks to me, and Austin, you can tell me if you think this is a good idea or not, is tough as nails. Mm-hmm. The reason being that I think giving hard too much life doesn't make a lot of sense because at this point in my mind, he's basically like Nick Nolte right now. Um, yeah. so yes. like he's, he's, he's weathered, hardened fucking, you know, shitty leather, mm-hmm. but like he also is kind of maybe a little old and tired, but tough as nails, it makes sense because it he's resistant to shit that happens to him. Yeah. So like, you know, if he falls on a fucking bed of nails or, you know, something that's supposed to inflict fear on him, he'll just kind of look at it and go fucking whatever you yeah, know so like that's, that's kind of how i think about it gives you a bonus die die to resist venoms immobilizing effects fear effects and environmental hazards which i think that's a great fit for hard okay that's 100%. what i'm going with yep uh i like uh i want to go with fire blood i like that they're it's a, it's a it sounds like a healing spell yep um but also it says attune the flame into the living cauterizes wounds 1d6 healing removes enchantments and venoms period <laughs> that just says hurts. Uh-huh. Uh which is that us to, what's that mean? Does it hurt you? Does it hurt the person you're using it against? I don't know. I, I, I want to say it hurts the person you're using it against. I also like that there's another one just called medic where you get to do med kits, but this one sounds a lot more fun. This is fun. This is I fun. Like that, yeah, uh, I like you, that. You bring a healer that really like just <laughs> races fire through you uh, to heal you. Yeah. Uh, and then, Jeff, I'm going to say you should go with like you're not going to be doing much ambushing. I think I think the most fun we can have here is is uh, alchemist equip three free alchemicals without paying because that means you're just going to have a bunch of t- toys to play with, which fits your sure. character. 
You know? Right, I'm the tinkerer. You're so the let's tinkerer. Do it. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's that's uh, abilities. Uh, the next up uh, in character creation, very simple, very quick actions. Um, you get one action already, so everyone starts with one. Uh, so, for instance, again, uh, the explorer has study, the light bearer has a tune, and the merc hunter has skirmish. And then you're going to choose one more. <clears throat> and I'll go over the list of what these all are one by one. Um, athletics is running, lifting, and jumping. Attuning is attuning to the silver flame. And think about these in like, it sounds silly, but like commonsensical terms, which is like, you tell me what you want to do. And then we go like, I guess that sounds like athletics. I guess that sounds like attuning to the silver flame. So for instance, Rainy, even though you have this specific thing that will definitely work, this healing thing, fire blood, where you use a tune to, to heal people. If you found something that was like, I want to try to cleanse this Merc with, with the magic of the light, I might give you a, you know, a condition and then say to roll a tune. So a tune okay. is attuning to the silver flame. Channel is channeling the Merc. Very dangerous to use, says the book in all caps and italics. Leadership is organizing people and maintaining morale. Lore is academics, ancient or arcane lore, knowledge of merc beasts. Prowl is sneak, disguise, following, sleight of hand, all sorts of sneaky stuff. Shoot is for bows or throwing weapons or what they call a spring shot, which I guess is probably some sort of like crossbow or slingshot, but with like a gun, maybe. I don't know. Mm. We'll figure it out. Skirmish is fighting with weapons, uh, presumably melee weapons or like, you know, you're in the fight, right? Mm. Uh, study is spotting danger and reading people. Uh, threaten is scare or threaten people. Uh, and then tinker is traps, mechanisms, and alchemy. And finally, vigilance is alertness and reaction time. This stuff all has overlap in a way that I wouldn't, um, that I'm going to be generous with, if that makes sense, right? Okay. So, yes. for instance, I think someone who is, um, I think something like, like there are things where prowl or tinker could work for sneaking through a place safely. Do you know what I mean? Because tinker would be like, oh, I want to make sure I don't hit any traps, something like that. Um, you know, th threaten, uh, if you wanted to threaten someone with threaten, that makes sense. But also if you're like, I'm going to channel the Merc to threaten someone, I'd be like, yeah, that, that would scare me. So, <laughs> so you okay. get one more on top of the one you have. Hmm. Uh, I'll, I'll just go with study. I feel like I, uh, Joan was kind of an academic. Oh, then, then you should go with lore if you want to do the academic side. Okay. Because study, yeah, study oh. is almost more like practical. It's more like, um, taking a, taking a, taking a, a look at a situation. And coming to to your your kind of understanding of it. Okay, yeah. Then lore. Lore yeah, is book the, smart. The study is street yeah. smart. You know. Gotcha. Which is gotcha. why the explorer is study because the explorer has been out there on those streets. <laughs> right. Perception. Yes. I think Hard knows his way around projectile weapons, so All I feel right. like shoot is maybe the thing for him. Boom. Ranged or or close up. Uh, yeah. Hard's got it. I thought. Uh... What was a tune again? I'm attuned to the silver flame. Yeah, you. That's kind of covered by Joan yeah. right now. But if you yeah. wanted to, if you wanted to no, also be no, able no. to do some of that, that's fine. You that also seems... got that tinker. Oh, tinker. That was the one we said. We said that you should right. probably take tinker because that's yeah, the one that yeah. gives you a little bone that lines up with with your concept. Okay. Yeah. Um. So there's that. Um. Uh, note on your sheet your health points, your corruption, and your stress. Uh, everyone uh -huh. has six HP. Everyone has zero stress currently. You'll see you have those kind of. 
I guess it's like uh, seven circles next to the word stress mm-hmm. on the sheet. Those bottom three you have not unlocked yet. That's a level up thing. So you have four stress. Stress is a resource you can pay to get bonuses and stuff. We'll talk about that when we get to dice and we get into it. Um, uh, but you have all four stress. You all have zero corruption unless for some reason you want some corruption, um, which I wouldn't say no to, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Uh, uh, and, and, uh, and we'll figure out coin and armor and stuff in a second. Okay. Um, so six of six should be what everyone has. Let me please, please roll 20. Let me modify what it says here. There we go. Six of six, six of six. It's my Borg name. <laughs> um, so the final step here is, is, uh, is shopping, which is always fun. Um, and this will help us test out uh, your your how to roll dice and roll twenty. Um, everyone starts with a different amount of coin to represent their background a little bit. Um, uh, in our case, the only person who I think has anything different is uh, is Jome because uh, Jome has that sweet sweet uh, paycheck from the church. Uh, um, uh, so what I need is for for Alex and Jeff to type slash roll. And then space, and then four d six. So you're gonna roll six, four six sided die to determine how much money you have, and then Joan, you're gonna do the same thing but with five five d six. Okay, so sorry. Wait, slash slash roll, which is gonna be how we roll here. Mm-hmm. Right, four d six. Four d six. Bad roll, Jeff. <laughs> Real <laughs> bad. Cool, but but listen, oh. you have those free three three alchemist potions so that's gonna help actually right okay alex alex got 17 jeff got 11 Vinny, roll your roll your five okay. so it's it's uh i roll five d6 you got it okay Vinny got 19 which is honestly nice. with an extra die is not all that bad here's the yeah. thing though it also says in the book you also just automatically have 10 coins in your stash which nice. which means you just have like you got a little bank account going I've you been, know, uh, I've been saving, you know, it's my last, I'm, I'm one more gig and I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so at this point, I'm going to give you a little bit about what the situation is. And then, and then the way that I think that we should handle shopping is like, is if you want to just go shopping right now and buy some stuff, that's totally cool. Uh, but we could also just kind of do it the way it happens in a lot of other uh, Forge in the Dark games, which is we kind of flash back to you having bought a thing you needed, um, we, we, which means you buy it while in the middle of, of the adventure adventure and it's almost as if you're saying like ah i had i bought just the tool for this before we got out here that way Mm. we don't have to spend a lot of time shopping right now though with the small amount of money everyone's working with it's i don't i think it would go pretty quick uh anyway and there's definitely stuff that i'm sure you know you want like armor for instance right right um um so we can do a mix of it um the situation is that you are all from a, a community or you're currently in let's say a community um, uh, uh, that I have not named because we will not be sp- spending a lot of time there. Um, but it is a kind of uh, rural community um, that that uh, has has grown and, and become you know pretty um, I'd say I'd say pretty successful. It's kind of like a township of farms and stuff. Uh, and and maybe the the center like town square type area is more populous, and there's there's kind of a, a place for people to come and exchange their their crops every year and stuff like that. But it's been lit now for for long enough that there is a generation of children that don't remember 
a time before that, like that, that don't remember a time before the township, right? The township mm-hmm. has been has been secure enough for at least these twelve year olds to have always lived under the light of the township. And a big part of that uh, is the Bright River Treaty. Um, the Bright River Treaty is something that you made with another group of survivors across the river uh, in a much more uh, uh, kind of urban environment uh, who th- themselves have, you know, turned to- towards, uh, you know, f- farms built through old avenues and and on top of old, you know, skyscrapers and stuff. Um, but the two of you uh, basically spent a lot of magical resource to turn part of this river that you're next to into or I guess to imbue it with the silver flame. And mm. that has meant that there is like, you have like, you. Ha- it's kind of like playing Australia in risk. You know you will not be attacked from that direction, you know? Right. Um, and so that's huge. And, and it also means that like, you have a fresh supply of water and uh, that's huge for creating a society, it turns out. Um, and as part of that, uh, part of that is that the two communities will rely on each other for help. Uh, not just through being able to supply food and, res- and resources, but in times of great crisis. Um, mm-hmm. And you both have a beacon that you can light up when it's time for that. And unfortunately, that beacon has been lit on the kind of more metropolitan side of the, the Bright River. Um, and that is like the top of a building has turned red and sparked in such a way uh, where the, the silver flame has almost, you know, I imagine there is literally a big silver flame on top of this structure and it has kind of gained a red like incandescent aura around it. And you know that that means that they've applied whatever alchemicals are necessary to give it that effect, which means they need help. Um, and what the what uh, is, is obliged to the township uh, is that they send a crew of people as quick as possible, kind of a, a scouting crew to go through and see what the situation is. To do that, you have to travel through a tunnel um, that you know the Merc has occasionally reinfested despite everyone's best efforts. Um, so you know that could cause trouble. And then you have to get there and find out what it is they need and help them with their thing. Um, that's that's all you kind of know at this point. Um, but between the township and then the place you're going to, you will have plenty of opportunities to get supplies uh, and and aren't too worried about supplying yourself before whatever that second leg of the journey is. Um, so the only thing you need to worry about in the, this kind of opening push here is you got to get through this tunnel. Um, mm. and, and maybe you've run this tunnel a hundred times before, but you never know. Uh, and if they're sending for help, you really never know because, you know, uh-oh, <laughs> things could be bad, right? Right. Um, so knowing all of that, does anyone want to go shopping for anything? Um, the, the costs on your sheet for people who are listening at home, every character has a list of equipment they can buy. That's a mix of universal stuff. Like everyone could buy armor or a hand weapon. But, uh, again, the, the Explorer has a bunch of stuff like, um, you know, various alchemical solutions, the, uh, the, uh, Merc Delver has like some heavier weapons, I want to say, and maybe some additional like, um, like adventuring equipment, and then the uh, the light bearer has some more magical or historical stuff. Like you know, a handgun is one of the <laughs> which things is, which I love. Yeah, yeah. Um, so so you know, uh, so if you want to start buying stuff now, you can you can use the cost that's on the left of the two prices. There's a for again for people listening at home, there are two costs to each of these mm. things, and just so. F- for people's curiosity, the left cost is the rental cost. The right cost is the purchase cost, oh. um, which is like, that's how they get you. You know, <laughs> you got enough in your pocket to get that, to rent that, that, uh, uh, that two handed weapon, but you don't have enough to, to buy it outright. 
You got to pay it in down in installments. Ugh. Got this armor on layaway. Exactly. Um, so we'll be looking at the left-hand cost. The left-hand cost, correct. Okay. correct. And if it has a dash next to it, does that mean it's not available? That means it's not available for that thing. So, for instance, okay. you could buy an unbreakable chain, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, but you cannot rent an unbreakable chain. Of course not. No, they won't. They, they're going to want. They want that money up front okay. for all of it. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Um, if I were to buy a handgun, yes, would, does that come with unlimited ammo? <laughs> it doesn't. It does not. But I don't see it there. I guess count. Do you see where it says bolts? Count that as your handgun ammo. Uh, or is it? Or wait. Are wow. there bullets in there somewhere? Says, or ammo? It says one d six plus one shots. Oh mean? well, there you go. <laughs> that's all. That's all I get. That's all you mm-hmm. get. Oh man, that's uh, fun though, isn't it? That's <laughs> that's scary. That's that's a little like a uh, uh, end of clue. How many did we fire? Uh huh. <laughs> plus one, plus two, plus one. Um, I mean, yeah, you got at let's, least let's, two shots out of it though. <laughs> let me go rent. <laughs> <laughs> this, this handgun and, uh, from the local yeah. handgun rental store. It's oh, like, you know, it's a burly guy with a big belly and a, and a apron <laughs> yeah. on, covered yeah. in soot. Roll, roll, roll 1d6 for me, Vinny. Okay, here we go. Uh, oh, boy. That means I could get, like, uh, like two. two. The minimum you yeah. can get is two, which I love. Oh, man. Ah, yes! Vinny uh, rolled a one. So that is, you get two bullets. But maybe it's like a big sawed off shotgun or something. You know what I mean? And it's no, like, it's all right, here you go. Gun. Two shells. Yeah, you uh, can be like Ash. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, just, you'll, you'll rock the shotgun. You'll be fine. Listen, uh, if you need more shells, you could always spend another four, four coins. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. So I, I mean, you got two. that fat church check. You can you afford it. You do have some money. I feel like I'm optimistic. It's all I'll need, friend. <laughs> yeah. All right. Perfect. The, the, light, Good. the light will protect. Yes. So here's the other thing to start noting is how much how much stuff are you carrying? I know you hate encumbrance, but this is a very simple encumbrance system. If you have one to three load on you, then you're light. If you're four to seven, you're normal. If you're if you're eight or nine, you're heavy. The max you can carry is nine. So this okay. is a very uh, this is a very like Dark Soul system. Like what type yeah. of role do you have? You know, and Vinny, uh, I know you. So heavy. Yeah. Heavy, right? Yes, give me, give me everything heavy. So yeah, I went down to the local uh, rental shop and and paid my four coin for that. And I, I guess maybe I pick up a bit of armor. Sounds like a that's a good idea. Uh, I think everyone probably needs a little, little of that. Get a little armor at least. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's let's pick up. Let's rent um some heavy armor. I'm, mar- I'm marking the wrong thing on people's sheets because I'm looking at the owned slot. There we go. So armor <laughs> for for you. Yeah. Uh, boom. Let's drag this over to where it says handgun. Boom. All right. Um, anyone else want to buy something here at the early part of their of there? I probably need a weapon of some kind. I feel Sounds like. Good. Yeah. Um, so Vinny is going with the handgun. I. With- yeah. What are you going with? Let's see. I've got 17 gold. Um, a fortune. Honestly, looking at these prices, you can get yeah. a lot here. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to go with a two-hander. Yeah. Um, so I'll take what one is of that? those. Is that like a big claymore? Is it a hammer? Is it a big steel pipe? Is it, is it like bent rebar? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely like just a big clubbing weapon in okay. my mind, but I don't know that it necessarily resembles anything that is like a normal weapon. It just kind of looks like industrial cast-off material mm-hmm. that I have sort of shaped 
into something that Love looks it. like a weapon, and you know you can see the stains of shadows and blood all over it. Uh, <laughs> so it just lets you know I use this thing, but yeah. other than that, uh, you don't really know what it is. I'm also marking the things really quick that it says you already have, which if you take a look on the right-hand side, there's mm-hmm. stuff here that says, like, owned. And so, for instance, uh, Hard comes in with an armor kit, which you can use to repair armor. Okay. Uh, Hard comes in with a harvest kit, turning monster bits into loot. Um, okay. and, and a red line, which is some sort of alchemical injection that heals 1d6. Okay. Uh, I love red line is the name of something <laughs> that does that. Um, uh, it looks like Jome starts with smoggers, which, uh, breathe out smoke clouds. That's fun. Yeah. And Why? then you have, I don't know, whisper marbles <laughs> is a fun thing to start with. They're communicator marbles. You tell me how those work, but maybe each of you has one and you can talk to each other on from distances, you sure. know? Um, and then Larry, uh, Alaska comes with a box kit, which is some sort of pre-Merc technology that can start or override pre-Merc technology. Very useful. That seems Uh, rad. Yeah. And then Merc shrooms, which are you eat them and then you can see in the Merc without the light. So do do those shrooms. All right. So I don't need any torches or shit like that then. I mean, Uh, yeah, I guess not. Also, Vinny, you should just take the light cage because that's it's the, it's free Dude. and you need to hold the light the light yeah. you're the light holder i know? am 100% buying some motherfucking quick bone <laughs> what is quick bone oh you get it for free remember you get three alchemicals for free so that's one of your free oh shit oh, I, so I don't even need to buy anything you i feel like buy, i'm already you get all these I'm already encumbered boom no, but right? zero. Like, so so quick bone is a zero load so all your alchemicals are cheap because they're just like it's little vials you know weightless it's weightless uh-huh um, Only beautiful. big stuff counts, you know. So shit. Which actually, I, mean, I think would fix Vinny's problem with encumbrance in video games if it if all of the little shit that clutters oh. your inventory was zero, and the yes. only thing you had to worry about was like how heavy. Like, your okay, yeah, is. do I have to my swords? Yeah, sure, it makes sense. Yeah, that this is that, the shit. Yeah, because you could just carry like a thousand dildos and be fine, and be fine. It and, wouldn't yeah. be a problem. Weightless. Uh. <laughs> I don't, if there was a weightless dildo on the market, I think the economy would be doing much much better. It would implode, Fair. yeah. Um, so, I, I'm just trying, like, you know, the tease of having those three uh-huh. alchemals, al- what is it, alchemals? Alchemicals. Right? Alchemicals, that's yeah. a, not a word, right? But um, <laughs> It is now. It is now, yeah. I don't, it makes the, the, the buying, the shopping decision that much tougher. Well, here's what uh, I'll say, you could always fill in the, the blank, let's fill in the blank on those alchemicals when mm. you need them like think of it as, as if you have three think of it as like your bag of tricks you can reach into three times and you can tell me what it is when you need to tell me what it yeah, is I'm, so if you're, you're in a situation me, yeah. where you're like i need my bones to be jelly <laughs> then you be like austin i got that quick bone dude i love this um normally disappointing when someone tells you they got the quick bones no <laughs> it's I, fine i just want to know that it could be or could not be in my pocket mm-hmm. um, can i add one more thing to my uh my inventory yeah, go shopping uh i'm looking at this box kit and i kind of mm-hmm. feel like if anyone should have a thing that will start or override pre-merc tech 
it would probably be hard because he's the only one who maybe sort of remembers pre-Merc tech, even if maybe what he remembers is not actually is the reality. Little, yeah. So I will say that uh, that Larry starts with one for free from being the explorer. Okay. Um, you can have two. There, I I will cook up a reason why you might have needed two if that's a thing you want to do. You know what I mean? But yeah. But um. But if you wanted to save that money to go elsewhere, that would also be acceptable. Yeah. You know what? You let know? me grab a different thing. Let me do um. Let me do the the chain and winch. Oh yeah. There we go. Love that. All right. Boom. All and right. That'll probably be the last thing I grab. Okay. If you need more later, you can you can yeah. always get more later. Do what's your money situation? I, Where are you at? That, that's what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Um Well, okay. What? So I've got the Schrodinger's sort of pocket situation. Uh-huh. Uh so I'm not going to uh man, my my choices get a little I get you know, give me what about a med kit? Sounds good. Good Probably idea. Probably need some of those. Good yeah. to have those on on deck, right? Yeah. Boom. All right. Uh, I'm gonna quickly look at at where you're at in terms of money and and load. If you can if you can actually look at if you can add up what your load is based on what I've marked on your sheets, yeah. uh, and you can see in the load column how much all that is, that would be great. As I as I just do money stuff. Yes, uh, I I think I'm three. Uh, so I'm I have three. armor, handgun, and the light cage, which are one each. So and I'm at three. A three. It keeps me light. I am at five. Cool. So that means you're normal. And I believe I am also light. You also look to be light. Yeah, totally. Which means that you go that you go uh, faster in, in combat and stuff. You're a little bit quieter. Okay. Um, this is the one thing that is going to be goofy about using the system where you can buy stuff on the go a little bit, <laughs> is that why are you suddenly heavier? Uh, and the answer is because that's how the fiction is. You know, sometimes, yeah, sometimes the cloak falls down and reveals that you had heavy armor under there, and now yeah. the camera is going to shoot you as being a little heavier, a little clunkier. That's right. you know? Yeah, no one's going to question that. I think Don't that's worry fair. about it. Yeah, yeah good. Good. Thank you. Thank you for having my back. Uh, and then it looks like everyone still kind of has a lot of money. I guess. I guess, Joam, you did drop a stack on that handgun, but you still have what? Uh, think, to nineteen uh, fourteen, fourteen coin plus ten in the bank. My secret stash. Yeah. Your hey, secret who knows? Stash. Maybe maybe I'll pay my way out of some situations. This is true. This is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and then, uh, finally, Larry, you bought that armor, you got the med kit, and that's kind of it. So, you don't have a weapon? You don't have any weapon? <laughs> you should get a weapon, Larry. Aside from my you might want to get a weapon. You should get a weapon. Even if it's just like a, a one-hand weapon, you should probably have a weapon. Alright, let me get a hand weapon. Okay, what is it? It's, uh, it's like a, um... It's a revolving slingshot that can shoot fucking, uh, I don't know. I can turn anything into a projectile. All right. Well, let's then let's go with the spring caster, mm-hmm. which is the 1d6 relatively accurate thing. And then light five. Let's also get you some ammo for that. That seems important. Yeah. Um, I just got, okay. uh, now I'm in normal load though. Now you're in, now you're in normal load. There you go. Which means only heart heart is the only one who is. No, no, Vinny no, is. Vinny is. Uh, Vinny you is. know what? I, let me pick up a hand weapon as well. Let me just bring a dagger since I remember they only have two shots on that handgun. There, you guys, uh, I feel like we have idea. all these receipts already and we're just walking right back into the store. And being <laughs> yeah. like, you know, one more thing, one more thing. You know thing, what would you get? You got, well, oh my gosh, you got that? I uh-huh. should go get that. You should um, go get that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So let me pick like, up. Here, uh, take my punch card. Can you run back inside for me? Just one coin here. Just take this and just take this in real quick. Any kind hey, of knife, any, any kind of stabby thing. <laughs> uh, yes, it's fine. Um, 
All right. Yeah, so, so this then... is just like a, a, a just a little da- like a little dagger, something right. something stabby. Love it. Um. All right. Eleven, ten, uh, seven, six. Okay, Larry, you're a little you're a little broke right now. You got six coin. Jones got thirteen plus ten. Uh, that Merc life. Has what can 14. I say? Uh, so yeah, that's that's not too bad. Um. All right. I think that that's that's it. If there's any other no other questions, we're gonna jump into it. All right. So do, um. Um. So did we like go to the store together? Are we? Uh, do we know each other? Or we, yeah, yeah, we all went to Big Five okay. together. You all, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Um. And and you all um. You all also have worked together before on something, right? Okay. That's an important thing in, in the way this game works is like, you know enough to maybe you don't agree with everyone here on everything. You know, maybe your politics are a little bit different. You know, maybe one of you wishes the silver flame was more of like a blue flame or something. But like the the gist of it is people have, you know, I, you know, I had my own kind of basic notes here on, on the, the setting a little bit, which is like, despite all the catastrophe, the, the thing that happened is people did come together. Like lots and lots and lots of lots of people died when the Merc showed up more than mm-hmm. we want to even talk about. Cause it's depressing to think about, but in the after effect of that, after some internal and external struggles between different factions, obviously, but the factions who won out were the ones who wanted to come together and help each other and build a society that was a little bit more fair than what came before and was a little bit more uh, accommodating and, 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 but also worth like sticking up for itself and fighting for itself. Um, and so at least the, the societies that you've seen and you've been part of, people are basically trying to get along. And that doesn't mean there aren't corrupt people sometimes or you're people trying to take advantage here or there. Um, but the three of you know each other to be fundamentally decent people um, uh, and and have, have done a few jobs together before, gotten through them successfully. You know, I'd say uh, both Larry and Hard have felt the painful fire blood healing effect at least mm-hmm. once before. Um, so you know you know what it is to roll with uh, with Joe. Um, any other setup questions here with with folks? Mm-mm, I'm ready. All right, let's jump into it. Let's do you it. have been traveling from the kind of uh, community to the west of the Bright River for a day now, and you know that the time the way time works. Uh, in this world it can get weird because of the Merc. Um, sometimes it can feel like you've been traveling for months, but you've only been traveling for days. Uh, other times it can feel like you've, you've only been traveling for seconds and you'll have, when you come back, you know, out the Merc, uh, you realize people have aged by years. Um, uh, and also the Merc is just, it confuses things. It turns straight lines into curves. It, it, you know, turns loose ropes into tangles. Um, and so, and so the situation, you know, what you, what you can, Bet on is hard to to know if it'll if it'll actually stick if that makes sense and so you're prepared for a long haul but the most of the trip towards the uh, the the beacon the place you're going to uh, is a is a specific temple um, you know to the to the east of Bright River in the kind of more urban environment that is called the uh, Amreta High Temple E M R E T A High Temple mm-hmm. um, and the the trip there you you know should only take you a couple of days. Um, the hardest part of it is passing through the tunnel. Um, there is a tunnel that goes from the West settlement to the East settlement. Um, that is, uh, uh, just, it's, it's, you you know, the, the order has done its best to light the tunnel, but time and again, some Merc monster gets in there, puts out some of the lights and then just kind of like eases its way into some crevice or alcove and waits for passersby. It's why everyone should travel with some sort of guard when making this journey. It tends not to be a big, you know, huge monster or anything like that, but, but it's, it's, it's risky. Um, and so, 
you know, after your day of journey, you're going through this big tunnel um, that has this kind of beautiful mosaic work on the side from a, from a different age. Um, uh, y- you see that the lights that have been attached to the, to the sides of the walls go out. The torches are not enough. And when mm-hmm. torches are not quite enough, you know, torch will light the murk, but it will not push back the murk the way the silver flame does. You know that there is some sort of murk presence ahead. The tunnel is mostly cleared, um, but there are remnants here and there uh, from a different age, old carriages uh, or, or other vehicles that you don't necessarily know how they work. Um, uh, sometimes you'll find uh, overturned um, machines. Um, there, there's something strange about the Merc, which is that sometimes it seems to be able to pull stuff from the pre-Merc back into reality. Um, and so even though you've maybe, maybe not you specifically, but you know, society has cleared this tunnel time and time again, you, when the Merc comes, it's like the, the, the alarm sounding in Silent Hill where the chain link shows up and you're like, fuck, okay, I guess we're in the Merc <laughs> now. <laughs> um, and so as you, you kind of get towards that, you see that the tunnel is filling up with um with two things first uh these old overturned machines uh crashed together um you know we would recognize them as cars i don't think you're you know what a car is um uh and and two the sound uh of just honking just we again we know it's honking to you it sounds like a strange monstrous cry um echoing inside of the tunnel um the way the way we know it would be like a traffic jam and people just want to get the fuck out the tunnel right right um and so it's echoing all around you um and and the the light of the torches has gone out the only thing lighting you now is the silver flame inside of uh uh jones um light cage and it's only projecting out you know 10 meters or something and then it just falls to darkness you know you're nearing the edge of the tunnel you can't quite see the escape yet but that's probably because of the murk um and you don't know what's in here with you what do you do uh i i think joan wants to press on you know uh you know to the other side of the the thing yeah i think stalwart i think hard so in my mind, this is actually where Hard was found. They mm. like like Hard was just kind of wandering the landscape, and at some point, you know, decided that he was just going to camp out inside this tunnel at one time when it was not particularly heavy with the Merc. Mm-hmm. And on one of the other expeditions, they found him sleeping in one of those old carriages or old cars or what have you. Not really particularly talkative. Not particularly interested in what was going on. Just was yeah. there. Um. So he's heard these sounds. He knows what goes on in this place. And I think he's just not particularly affected by it. Like, he's annoyed that there uh-huh. is, a, like, a preponderance of Merc, but he's just like, fuck it, we gotta deal with it, so let's do it. Let's just move forward. Is anyone taking any precautions as they move forward, besides having the the light cage in front of them? No. Joan's an idiot. That's true. <laughs> okay. I forgot about Joan being an idiot. Yeah, yeah true. <laughs> Joan believes yeah. The, the light will protect Hard Hart is limbering up. That's about it. <laughs> Um, then, then, uh, I think the, the thing that happens is the honking of, of the horns continues for Larry and for hard. Um, but they kind of, you know how a, a, a sound, um, you know how you can, you can, uh, have like, um, uh, what's it called? Like circuit bending, um, mm. where there's a sound that kind of gets pushed on because you're, you're playing with something electronic and it turns the sound a little bit. Yeah. That starts happening with the horns until, uh, Jome, um, you hear it start to say, stay. And it's like, 
It's like Hall's <laughs> Day. Oh God. And that's not fun, right? No. Um, so I'm gonna need you to make a resolve resist or else become afraid. Um, so let's, let's talk about how resists work here. Um, when a bad thing happens, uh, and that can be damage, that can be becoming frightened, that can be dropping something or any negative outcome, uh, you can say, like, I want to stop that from happening. Mm. To resist, you pick up one uh, D6 per the points you have in the, in the attribute, and then an additional D6 if a, the attribute is toughened or however many times it's toughened. And you roll that. Then you look at your highest number. So if you wanted to resist this, for instance, I would say that this is a resolve resist, right? This is about keeping your wits about you, staying willful in the face of of something scary. Um, And so you would roll 2d6. Um, there was a there's a potential cost, however. You roll two sixes, awesome, you can resist multiple things. It's a critical resist. So let's say that that thing was doing that and also you were being attacked, you could resist both of those at once. Um, if you roll a six, awesome, you resist it. And in fact, even if something very powerful had hurt you, you would take half damage against it. You get a partial, and if it was not a powerful thing, you would resist the damage entirely. If you get a four okay. or five as your highest, then you have to mark one of your four stresses, but then like a full resist, you get to resist something as long as it's fully resisted, unless it's uh, damage from something very strong or, or, you know, a consequence from something very strong, in which case you get half of that thing. And then if you get a one to a three, you mark stress and you don't get to resist uh, anything really. You get kind of reduced resistance, half damage instead of instead of uh, full resistance, basically. So do you want to okay. resist becoming frightened and separated from your party here by the the, the cry of this this merc being? For sure. Yes. OK, then give me a 2d6. OK. Uh, Unlike other roles, you can't get help on resistance roles. Okay. These are down to the, the the Merc Hunter themselves, the Merc Delver themselves. So give me a 2d6. You want a high number here. There we go. Okay. Okay, that's a five. That's not too bad. Um, that, in fact, is a, is a full success on, on this. Uh, or no, I guess it's a partial success. So mark one stress. Wait, is um, it a actually, five? It's an eight, right? Because No, two, it's right? the highest die. Oh, it's a that dice stinks. pool system. Uh-huh. Here's what I'm gonna give you. Wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna give you I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce one other thing here, which is I think you probably have because you're carrying the silver flame yourself, I'm gonna say that you get to roll one more die on this specific wow. thing because that helps you from being uh as as scared as possible. Give me one more die. If it's a six, it's a okay. six. If it's not, then you're gonna okay. get this partial success. It's a it's one. Not a six. Love it. <laughs> Great. Okay. All right. So mark one stress. Okay. Because you rolled a five a on this out. resist. You're a little bit stressed out. You have three stress left. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. But 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 you do resist it. Um. Which means you're able to push through this and without being separated from the party, without staying back with the strange, you know, ghost of these of this this traffic jam. But nobody um, else has heard this, right? There's just me. Everyone else just hears the honking. Yeah. You're uh-huh. the only one who hears the voice. Okay. That's pretty stressful. Do you want to tell anybody about the voice, or are you are you like nah? Uh, that, maybe that's a maybe thing. I, I like stop in my tracks <laughs> and and just kind of a uh, uh, I scream like out of character scream like shut up <laughs> and mm-hmm. everybody looks <laughs> looks over at me and then it, you know <laughs> kind of fades away for a second and be like come on friends <laughs> you know like oh, this fucking guy drop the act okay great yeah. um. As you make your way now deep into the murk, right? You're you're you've now left the part where you could even see the lit tunnel behind you, and you're not yet at the point where you can see the light of day ahead. Um, you hear a new sound, 
it is the the kind of turning of an engine. It is a rumbling sound, mm. um, and uh, uh, there are now new lights in the dark in the murk. Um, but they are uh, they are these kind of um, they don't have the same silver brightness of your light of the of the flame. They instead uh, have this kind of sickly yellow that pierces through the tunnel ahead, um, and you begin to hear something scrape against the the hard asphalt below you um it's as if something uh is it's as if metal is striking it and sparks are 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 kicking up and in fact i think you can even see some of the sparks in the murk ahead um uh this this seems to be it seems like something from the murk has gotten into one of these overturned vehicles or, or kind of busted up vehicles um and it's kind of like it's moving the way you know the way a cat will move its butt back and forth before pouncing? Yes. It's doing that, but without any tires across the, the asphalt. And the so car? it's like the car, which it shouldn't be able to move like that. No. It it almost feels like, you know what? Here, this is a thing. Uh, uh, Larry, it feels like when a kid is playing with a toy and is like wiggling it back and forth as if it's just being, it's as if there's an exterior, exterior force, an external force moving this thing back and forth like a toy car. More okay. than it's doing that itself, um, so that's spooky. Uh, and it's doing this. And it's, it's like it's prepping to pounce the way a cat does, but on you, your group. What do you do? Shit. Is it? Is it like it's in, far in the distance? About how like uh, yeah? How far the away is moving? it? I think it's uh. We, we said you could see about ten meters ahead, but then it's producing its own light. So I'd say it's about twenty-five meters ahead. Okay. Is Which is like, be? and it's and and I'd say <laughs> to give you, it's like a, it's like an, it's like a Ford F one fifty in size. Oh wow! Okay, we're not All talking right. about like a little Prius here. No we, offense to uh, Priuses. Maybe we could uh, lure it away. Ooh, that's a good idea. How would you what do it, that? What is it attracted to? Like, what does it seem to be attracted to? Like, how do we? That's a good question. Um, someone could give me a roll to figure that out. Yeah, let's uh, roll that shit up. Uh, Joe, I think maybe would be the one to go for this because because of lore. For but Joe also okay. doesn't have insight, yeah. so that makes it hard for Joe. This so, feels like you know a what? Jeff. Then yeah, let's go with Larry. Let's go with uh, you. You take you give me uh, a role for this. So let's talk about act, action roles. When you attempt a dangerous or difficult action, in this case, trying to you know uh, remember what this monster might be and what its situation might yeah. be while We're, under threat is a dangerous thing. Otherwise, I would just give it to you. Um, right. You take one six sided die per attribute. And then a bonus die if you have an action that applies to it. In this case, you only have the the base uh, insight. You don't have lore, for instance. Though I think mm. with study, I think study actually helps this because you're able Study's to look at it. Study's got to help. Yeah. Yeah, totally. You're able to look at it and be like, mm, how's it moving? What's it looking for? What's it respond to? So you're already at two dice here. Then... Um, you can gain up to a, dish, a couple of additional die if you have advantages or, or lose die based on disadvantages. Um, and you can also push yourself, spending a stress to add an additional die. I would say with four stress for the whole adventure, maybe not time yet to do that. Right. Um, uh, maybe wait until you're actively doing something. Then you roll everything together and you read the highest value and, and we'll go into interpreting, uh, interpreting that uh, when we get there. Uh, I will say that you can get help here from other people. So if, for instance, since Joe wanted to pitch in and try to help you think about this by, you know, uh, turning to his lore, mm. his thoughts about lore, that would make sense. Um, but, but you know, that's uh, that's if, if he's up for that. The, yeah. the thing there is that the trade-off is that uh, at that point, Joe, you would also be signing up for any consequences of a failed <laughs> role. 
by helping. Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think Jome uh, knows a little bit about um, manipulation of old world objects by the Merc. Sure. Uh, so you can, you can help out here. So then you're going to take yeah. a bonus die to that. So give me 3d6, Jeff. Sweet. So, we'll, so, so just so we're pulling back the curtain here a little bit. Yes. He, Vinny's able to lend me a die because why exactly? He's, because he knows some stuff too, because he has the skill lore, which okay. means that when, well, you're, you, in my mind, this is you looking at this thing and being like, okay, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Right. Okay. It's doing this. It's doing this. You're just, you, because you're, you're studying it, you're able to describe um, its actions in greater detail maybe than what, uh, uh, Jome, who is just almost startled by the thing, mm-hmm. right. can, can can recognize. And also, you're a tinkerer. You can recognize what mechanisms are and aren't working. And so, Love by it. voicing that, then Jome is able to be like, ah, I read about one of these. Da, da, right. da, da, da. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm let, just like, let, relax like, here, Jome. Maybe me... maybe Jome uh, doesn't see the danger in it, but like right. you, you know that this thing, like, is like, oh, this is your, you know, this is Mercakinesis. This is the, uh, the, <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the you ability don't want, for you, the Merc. You don't want my help because my answer to everything is just smashy, smashy. So like, yeah. I, I can't. There help may you. be We're a just time. Like, yeah. but We're just not like yet. quiet down back there. Yeah, yeah exactly. and Joe is like, if, if I know exactly what this is, if we ignore it, we'll be fine. And well, let's, <laughs> right. let's yeah. Like, so well, let's let's, give me that roll. Give me three d six. Let's see. Let's see what you know. Hey, that's a critical success. That's six six four. That's an incredible success. <laughs> there you go. Um, you know on, that I, this is very dangerous. Uh, you know exactly fact, what the fuck this is, actually. I know its um, name at this point. Yeah, you do. You actually do. This is called an echo. Um, okay. This is this is this is an echo. Um, uh, f- for a future reference, when you roll, if you'd gotten if the highest thing you had rolled had been a one, two, or three, you wouldn't get what you wanted, and also mm. there would be some additional trouble, some complication, maybe some damage. If you'd gotten a four or five as your highest, you would have gotten what you wanted, but there would have been a consequence. Maybe you would have known what it is, but then it would have rammed into you and done some damage or something mm. like that, or again split you from the party, something like that. Uh, if you got a six, you succeed, you do the thing. There's no consequence. You you got it with a crit with two sixes multiple sixes you succeed and go beyond there is an added benefit um in this case i think it's i think it's that you're going to make it through past this thing um or actually you know what it is i think that the, the benefit is going to be that you get a bonus uh going forward from this role uh so this is an echo uh and and the way echoes work is that they're kind of like poltergeists right they can they can um uh move into the uh old old world pre-merc technology and machinery um, and kind of inhabit it, right? Um, they animate ancient uh, machinery. Um, in this case, based on the way it's moving, you suspect that this is like a conglomerate echo that is picking up on like the very specific pre-Merc vision here is mm. the thing of, you know, when you were a kid and you had a toy car in a toy while you were in a real car and you were like rolling it outside, like as if you, you were like holding up to the windows if it was driving next to you. Yeah, okay. um, all of the kids who ever done that inside of this tunnel, that that action has kind of coalesced into this echo from the pre Merc world. So great! This um, is a this is an idiot child we're dealing with. Well, it's like it's like a thousand idiot children okay, right. <laughs> rolled in that one impulse from them rolled together into this destructive. Uh, uh, okay. kind of impulse, right? They're basically playing destruction derby in the tunnel, right? Um, um, but here's what you know about it. This is useful. One is that it can't actually see you. 
it it works on sound and noises and fear. So as long uh, as you don't make any noise and as long as you're not afraid, it's a yeah. T-Rex. You can you can get past it just like the way a T-Rex smells fear mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and, and and sounds. You can mm. you can sneak right past it as long as you just keep your eyes focused, look forward, don't make any mistakes. Uh, you will be fine. Okay. Um, so great. If you want to try doing that, you can try doing that. It's everyone's gonna get a bonus die off, you know, off the bat here because well, it, se- it seems like we have so much knowledge about this echo now that like we yeah, should have high probability of success here, right? Like that. Pro- that high probability is I'm giving you that bonus die basically, which is right. which is good because not everybody has prowl or prowess, which is what I think the kind of I'd say prowess or resolve here because it's both about being sneaky and being or being stealthy you tell me what you would rather roll um uh but but give me one of those i guess um so again that's one die from this this setup that you've done which is great um and then and then if you're gonna roll either prowess or resolve then then tell me what that is i'm looking at at larry and despite <laughs> knowing exactly what's going on larry you don't have much of what you need to get past I know. this thing i'm all i'm all thumbs i guess yeah I think it's a it's a different it's 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 the thing of like it's one thing to know what something is it's another thing to have to walk past it right. while it's howling. Yeah, I guess Larry just can't get his shit together and like just tiptoe <laughs> uh, uh, to the side of this echo thing. Um, right? You could you could always let me see something here. Um, By the way, just real like quick, a, do we need to mark one stress for Vin- Vinny's character? Oh yes, we do. Sorry. Okay. No, I just wanted to make sure. It. I got it. Wow. Oh. Wow. You the real. You got a real. Uh, um. Uh, he, he don't we it. have a pop quiz today? No, look, I just want to make sure we're all on the up and up here. <laughs> I no, you can it. see Joan. Joan was shook. He's Joan keeping us shook. honest. He's keeping yeah, us honest. I appreciate it. Hard's been uh, through it. Hard. Hard yeah. knows the be- the best way to get through is to play the game straight. Um. So then, yeah, I, I guess from the alternative is that you kind of treat it like a team action. Though I don't think this game technically has those. Um. But but we could you know. Could Let's we, uh, I guess if we wanted to, if we think this is going to go poorly, we could use some of our items, right? Like we can try to totally. shoot out the headlights or, uh, uh, or you know what it goes after now, right? So let me go back to what Jeff right. originally said, I think, which was how could we distract this thing? Right. And if you did that, then maybe you wouldn't need to all roll sneak. You could instead right. distract it, make it move out of your way, and so, then you could just walk out, right? So we could just roll on the distraction. Right, uh, exactly. Exactly. You have the, well, um, you have your box kit too, right? Could you could you like make other cars honk or something? Well, uh, I can definitely I can definitely put together some sort of like you know all my uh, my, my my craftiness, right? Like I could put together mm-hmm. some sort of like loud but small you know gadget together. You could totally and, do that, like a little you- like sound trap kind of thing. You would definitely do that. I feel like you already have alchemicals that do stuff like that. Like the black water exp- explodes on air, and that's something mm-hmm. you could just easily. We could imagine that being a thing that you set as a trap versus throwing it. You know what I mean? And that would like mm-hmm. make right. a loud sound. I just realized you do also have that quiet oil, which is um, a big bottle of oil. When a surface is covered, anything on or within it makes no sound. Dude, so, maybe so we could, could just roll that out and walk all over that. And walk, quiet you oil. could literally walk in, in front, yeah, pouring it out in front of you. Right? I mean... You want to do that? You, well, you guys, you think I'm going to need this quiet oil later? Or... <laughs> I mean, I we have could like, also... There is an opportunity, potentially, to get more quiet oil later, so... Yeah, it's, it's let's, true. let's fucking rock this quiet oil, then. I mean, just like Love a... It. Yeah, let's do it. 
So what's that look like um, as you as you quiet oil your way? Three men lubing themselves up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The way I see it is sort of like rolling out a bit of carpet, Mm. uh, you know, and just sort of like rolling it down the the, the tunnel a little bit. So we're all risky businessing our way across the uh, the quiet (laughs) carpet. Yeah, guys, take off your shoes. (laughs) Take off your shoes. Hold your shoes. Hold your shoes. You're going right past this haunted, you know, truck that is still scraping the 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 ground when like sparks are coming up. You're being hit by sparks. Yeah. Um, but you are confident in your ability to get past this thing because of the quiet oil, because of the knowledge you have. This is the combination of using gear and and everything else you have that that you know makes you good merc delvers. You know, most folks would see this and go, "All right, give me the axe. We got to fight this thing." But nah. you knew better. Yeah. I can't no fight offense, a truck. hard. Who probably thought, "Give me the axe. We need to fight this." <laughs> no, you yeah, know what? It's cool. I'll, I'll use my giant thing later. <laughs> um. All right. So yeah, you make your way past that truck, and soon enough, you see the light of day as you pass through out of uh, what we would call the Lincoln Tunnel um, and move into Midtown Manhattan, uh, which again today is is I think called you know. Bright River East, or or you know the, the the urban settlement, or something. You tell me what is what's the name for this for this region of of town? Let's see. You came out of the Lincoln Tunnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's not Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> I mean, not anymore, right? No, that's what it what it, what it, what it, what, it, uh, what it was called. But what was it, which is a great name, actually. Uh oh, what what just happened? Chrome just crashed. Oh no. Mm. All that's right, great. we'll get. That's okay. You can get back in there. Look. Yeah. So, boom. Restored. There's the dark arts. It is. Play. They're they're coming for me. You got that merc on that chrome. <laughs> I do. <laughs> this is it. Stopped you from from uh, joining yeah. the game earlier. I'm, yeah, I'm in Firefox. Yeah. Yeah. Something's I'll going on. So this, um, what is this? What is this part of the city now referred to as? Yeah, that's do, what I'm do asking. Do people come here a lot? Like, is it like? So well, I guess I'll, I'll give you a little bit of, of color as you. I mean, yeah. This part, like right around the tunnel, there's like a handful of people um, who are like very much buying and selling um, basic supplies for trips. This is like your. This is the equivalent of there being a Hudson News out front, except the <laughs> Hudson News also sells grappling hooks. Okay, you know, Got it. Um, and and torches and stuff. Um, and, you know, people do go in these bigger caravans both ways through the tunnel. At this point today, I don't think it's a very busy day. The beacon is lit, um, uh, which which now I will just say openly is it's the top of the Empire State Building, right? Uh, has been lit and you're going there. Um, and uh, uh, the the um, uh, that means that people are like, all right, I don't, if I don't have to go anywhere today, I don't need to go anywhere today. <laughs> Let me just mm-hmm. chill. Um and uh, uh, so that part of, of, of the kind of the local shops and stuff have, are not are not bumping the way that maybe they normally are. Um, but a little bit further from here, um, and you know, kind of on your way to the High Temple, which is the which again is the kind of lobby of the Empire State Building, um, uh, you uh, kind of pass down. You know that part of town where you know where Penn Station is, and then mm-hmm. like where like the Macy's is, and all that. Mm-hmm. All of that has Harold been. Yeah, Herald Square. All of that has been hollowed out and turned into living quarters for people. Mm. Um, like all, so much space, and it just like was very easy for people to move in there when things went bad. Um, there were lots of clothes and things that, like necessities for people uh, available there, um, and and it, this whole basic area became one of the places that people kind of came together. Um, and uh, so I think what you end up seeing is a lot of like almost like the 
open like the, the the front of old department stores have been opened up to be kind of open-faced lobbies and then there's like new walls and stuff that have raised inside um so this is very interesting almost like you're walking down a um it's almost like you're walking walking down a street with a bunch of open gymnasiums uh, around mm-hmm. you that have been filled with people and little little stalls and stuff like that plus the streets are lined with uh, with people, you know, selling food to each other, little street shops. Like this part of town seems to be like your part of town or your your township uh, returned to uh, not a normalcy, but has found its own new normalcy. Mm-hmm. Um, again, there are people here who don't remember anything but this, who are playing, you know, baseball in the street or maybe not baseball, but some other game, probably soccer. It's very easy to play soccer very quickly <laughs> with just a ball, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, imagine, imagine, yeah, a bunch of kids playing soccer in, in, in Herald Square. Um, the cars here have been completely cleaned out. You would not know that a car ever existed in Midtown Manhattan, okay. which is remarkable. Uh, mm-hmm. And mostly they've been gutted for parts, um, turned into you know, the metal pulled off and used for things. The engines turned into engines for, for generators, um, uh, though even those don't run all the time. Um, uh, so, so yeah, that's that's the, what the culture is like here. And you know that you're on your way to the, the, uh, the High Temple, um, which uh, gets its name uh, from uh, – it's, it's the classic – it's the classic um, – the, the sign is broken, and that's what it's just called now thing, uh, where if you take a look at the Empire State Building, uh, like, lobby, it has this really good Art Deco sign, and it's just M, and then Re, and then Ta, and that's the only thing that's left from Empire State. And so, it's, yeah, it's Emrita, or Emreta Temple. Nice. Got it. Um, and look at it. Look at it. That's the fucking temple. That looks like the Silver Flame it to does. me. Yeah, it's this huge black tower with a brilliant shining silver beacon at the top. Um, and so and so that is where you're headed. Um, at this point, if you wanted to grab a bite of chicken or, or <laughs> you know, stop in and check in on someone, like you could do all that stuff. We're kind of out of town at this point. Another opportunity to shop um, uh, or, or whatever. Um, uh, but but you're still on this journey and you're, you're kind of here to meet up with um, a, a uh, someone here who's going to, to help give you some some information about what's going on, why they needed to light the beacon and call in this kind of the old treaties to bring you to bring you to work here to begin with. Um, I guess one more detail is besides the people who are clearly a little upset about the beacon or, or like look a little wary because of the beacon. A thing that I'd say you noticed, Joan, is there aren't a lot of there aren't a lot of people from the order mm. kind of out on patrol or out and about um, mm. the way there normally would be, and you're not sure what's up with that. So, are we going to like rendezvous with the order here, or is this correct? A, okay. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. Like a, so right uh, now we're just kind of walking around, though we're kind of taking in. Yeah, the, the and, space. and I could, we can skip past that. That can be a montage. But if you wanted to do something else or ask around or talk to people, I wanted to give you that opportunity. But that's not a necessity. This is know? just a little bit of a world color here, but uh, I you feel like it. while while maybe uh, Joan and Larry are actually setting to the business of trying to figure out our mission, uh, Hard maybe wanders off a little bit and he wanders over to let's say the remnants of an old z train that are sort mm. of sort of crashed out mm-hmm. on the ground and instead of just kind of staring at it he kind of walks up to it and starts like <laughs> petting it like it's a cat <laughs> um, okay. and no one knows why he's doing this or what's going on but to him he is sensing a kind of vibration from it that is like the purr of a cat 
and mm-hmm. he's just like saying, "Ah, oh, girl, they really did a <laughs> number on you, didn't they?" <laughs> and then he just kind of walks off and comes back. Me, this, I promise, there won't be a hard, a hard uh, repercussion from this if, if the roll goes bad. But give me uh, and just an attune roll. Oh, boy, you don't have attune or insight, right? Yeah. So just give me, give me two d six, and we're gonna take the lower die. Okay. Slash roll two d six. Yep. Because you don't have any of the skills, you're going to take the low. Actually, roll one more because you you actually this isn't fair. Roll one d six because of your history with the snake with the, okay. with the trains in question. Right, so just one d six. Yeah, it is canon. Let's just see if there's any sort of resonance here. So just give me a one d six. That's a two. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. you, here's what you can tell with that. There, there. This this Z train does not feels comfortable with you. Yes, mm-hmm. but feels like. It feels like it's stuck here. Oh, it is. It's stuck. It's not moving. It can't do anything. Oh, but I mean, even more than that, it feels like it's maybe the way of thinking about it is like it feels like there is a um, it feels like it's it's like an arm that's fallen asleep, like it's lost connection with the rest of itself because of something new. Like even if it couldn't move before, you know, through your your, you know, dreams or whatever of past mm-hmm. worlds, you sense that it's used to feeling connected to the larger network, even yes. if even if that's not the case physically. And that has been that seems to have been cut off. You don't get more than that on a two, though. I think so. that's I think that's totally fine. I just it was yeah. a it was a moment I wanted to have. Totally, totally. Uh, is the is the uh, Emrita for Jome? Is this like um, a bigger order is this like a, a grander order than like the across the river yes but i wonder if how Jome thinks about it right mm-hmm. because i think there are people Jome knows who think of it as that's the big leagues yeah you know because there's way more people and it's a much bigger central hub but at the same time I think that there's probably the sense that like people everywhere need the order people everywhere need the silver flame um this is not it, you've been taught not to look down on your community because it's not as big or glowing. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what side of that Joan falls on. You, you tell me. I think he's probably like trying to uh, dress up a bit. Like this is a uh, like um, I would Put suspect- on his real game time, his his Hall of Fame jersey. Like someday I'll be here. Yeah, like this is right, the, right. like oh I'll, I'll I'll graduate. Not that he doesn't mind the small town, but he's put it in his work and he wants to go. Um, you know, this is where the this is where the real work gets done. It's not, the, Jome, not the provincial work, right? Would Joe um, accept a transfer or think of a transfer as a promotion? Then, even if it was still going into the Merc and not getting your cushy like desk job. Oh no, he wants the the, the Merc is serves the purpose. You know, going into the Merc serves the purpose, but I think he wants to you know be on the other side of that. I think that's really what he it's, wants. He to wants it to be behind him at this point. Yeah, that it's like uh, you know, it doesn't look down on it. It serves its purpose to you know, like you said, help uh, help keep the Merc at bay. But uh, you know, the, he's looking for a, a bigger, bigger role, a bigger meaning. Time to be a bureaucrat. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Um, so yeah, then then I think for you then especially like it, it, it there is there is a sense then for you of of getting closer to something important then okay. you know and 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 the sense of of being being able to see the flame. This silver flame, uh, high above the, the whole city, like this, is is very inspiring. Right, feels like an um, honor to be summoned to totally. this particular thing. Okay, totally, Larry. I think a thing maybe for you worth saying is like, 
you know, coming into the big city, so to speak, is cool because it means you get to see stuff that other inventors and tinkerers have been building. You know, you're walking past stands where people have whatever the latest holiday toy would have been, you know, um, or or you're seeing people who have invented new little mechanisms. And maybe you even know a couple a couple folks out here who, who are in the same basic business. I, I just feel like there's a very you've been here for conventions vibe in my mind. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. It's like it's the central hub for my art. Right, exactly. People come down from the from north. People come up from the from the south. Boats occasionally stop in here, um, and and you know bringing stuff from other parts of the world. Um, so and I I should note that too. This is a worldwide merc, mm. uh, as far as it's you Earth know. Merc, yeah. It's Earth merc. Mer- Earth got murked. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, um, I was a little fuzzy on those. Maybe I should have asked that more at the beginning of the story here, but I didn't realize like. Uh, it's we our also, world. Yeah, I didn't yeah. realize this was also like Manhattan, but we should the, always wind up in Manhattan. We should always I feel like that yeah, is the, the theme. Yeah, the book specifically encourages you to take places in your in the real world and turn them into your your kind of your Merc space. Uh, um, it, it maybe, does say like don't be as obvious. Don't like come out and say necessarily that it's the Empire State Building. Right. But I think for us and for a one shot, I'd rather it's just jump to that being mm. the point because it's fun, you know. Yeah, I for me like I I maybe I just it's just this sort of um thing I always need to know about my my dystopian sci-fi fiction. Yeah. It's like if we could if we could put a year on this. I re- I realize everyone alive doesn't even understand right right what I'd life was it's, like. It's, it's although I can tell you then it's it's like it's the it's like you know um uh what it's 2020 right now. This is it's like about 2100. Mm. About eighty years in the future, right? Okay, so Some, give okay. or take. And we so post Merc. Uh, it's been about eighty years since the Merc. Yes, got it. I don't think you know that. Very few people know how long it's been. Got it. And also, no one knows that you've spoken to knows. Did this happen overnight? Was this a slow process? Mm. You know, was this was this um the thing in the Matrix where like the sun is gone one day, the, the machines cover the sky or whatever, or is this? the slow degradation of society and then the murk slowly spreads through you know what i mean um it's not clear I mean, who who could say Interesting. someone could say but not not any of you certainly yeah. okay um, just good to know for background yeah i got you totally um so if there's no other stuff we can go to emrita the the uh high temple um where you are due to meet um uh curate uh, Highfield is his name. Uh, curate Highfield, who, who, I don't know, maybe Joam, you've known him. Um, uh, he's someone who is probably around, he's like all just on the other side of your shit, mm. right? Where like he used to go out in the Merc. Um, uh, I want to say like his mom was very influential inside of the order and maybe got him a little further on on the list of of promotions maybe yeah uh, a little can, quicker can we have started at like the same in like yes. the same uh, apprentice class and he, somehow he made it out and i've been a hundred percent kind of wallowing yes. in the murk it's a hundred percent a hundred percent um what's your what's your what do we call your rank Vinny? oh boy uh, like are you are you i know it's like this is a big one obviously uh, uh religious titles oh boy a market like so big like a century <laughs> yeah are you are you just century sure. yeah and I also like what's that. your full name again what, it, what, what, i always have it sentinel i'm a sentinel i like that yeah i like that that was very x-men i like the yes we keep watch on the on the outskirts yeah 
What is your What is your full name again? Because this person wouldn't call you Joe. Joe Montana. Montana. Yeah. Montana. Montana. Right. Uh, so yeah, this person is, um, I think has, has, you know, still has the build of someone who used to have to go out into the Merc, mm. um, which isn't to say like, he's fucking cut. Uh, <laughs> he's just like, you know, he's, he's a sturdy looking, looking dude, um, uh, with a tan complexion and, uh, well-shaved hair very nicely, uh, you know, uh, uh, wait, uh, how's a guy getting of? a tan in the Merc? How's that happening? This, he, that's, <laughs> listen, this guy's got access to tech that we don't. This guy, yeah, listen, you, you work inside, you work with the with the uh, the silver uh, flame, you get a tan, All right. okay? That's right, the thing puts out Bonus. light. <laughs> that thing puts out light. He goes up there every day, he puts on his uh, his tanning goggles, he just hangs. God damn, he, he's, ex, he's ex-Merc uh, dweller, right? He's, Correct. He yeah. used to go out into the Merc, he used to delve into the Merc, and now he's uh, he is, again, um, a, a cure which is like an assistant to a higher level right uh, or a curate i guess uh to a higher level member of the order um uh and and he says um sentinel antena a, mm-hmm. a pleasure always hmm. um uh, and in this case especially given the situation would you like to introduce me to your friends sure yeah it, it would joan always very nice Curate Highfield, always a pleasure. This is mm-hmm. uh, this is Larry Alaska. Hey, um, <laughs> I've, you probably have seen some of my toys around these parts. Uh, just good to. Oh, that Alaska. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Of far, course. Far, the... far away from home, my family's name is. <laughs> uh, yes, sure. Uh, the children love your toys. That's very. Why are you with us today? You're a toy maker. Um. We we seek to rid the Merc, uh, like better than anyone else before. So, you know, and you do that in between the making the little, the little figurines. It's it's a side hustle, you know. Of course, we have, we all need that side hustle, right? Am I right? You know. Yes, of course you do. Uh, and your other companion, very uh, big man. This would be Hard Markinson. They uh, they make all you guys dress like that, or what? No, this is. I had to earn this honor, actually, Mister. Oh, Jenkins. you earned that outfit. That's uh, well, good for you. <laughs> One uh, day, your companion, uh, uh, uh Mister or Sentinel Antona, may in fact be dressed just like me. I, I'm pulling for you, you know, Sentinel. Thank you, curate. Curate, we have answered the summons to uh to to travel to uh Emrita 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 Emrita. 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 Yes. We are here to serve. <laughs> I had hoped they would send more, but you'll do. Come with me. Um, and lead you to an elevator, which is like, this is pre-Merc tech. Mm-hmm. They, got, they don't need your uh, box kit to turn this thing on. They have it working. And they take you up to an observation, like uh, a floor. Not all the way to the top, but to a place that has like big windows looking out over the island. Um, and... Is it a long elevator? Is it a slow, awkward? A hundred percent. So, <laughs> yeah. How have you, how have you been? Uh, Mary How's your family? You. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> any plans for the new year? <laughs> <laughs> you seen any good films lately? <laughs> you know, all that. Um, but eventually you get there and you see out down, you know, and around uh, the island of, of what we know as Manhattan. Um, and, uh, to the North, it is the way it, it, it's been for a while, which is like, you kind of 
there are the the Merc has been pushed um, as best it can it can be, um, but you end up having these kind of bubbles of of communities that still have to push through the Merc at a certain point, um, because you you need to to kind of find these special places to put the 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 light the fire the the um, uh, silver flame uh, and based on where it is now and based on the strength of the Merc you know what you have is like Harlem and and East Harlem are lit uh, parts of the park are lit you know the upper the you know the the, the upper west side is lit um, in parts but like not it's kind of messy over there um, uh, you know you have like a huge chunk of of Merc uh, kind of tipping down into the the 50s and 60s even uh and and then like Times square is lit uh this area is lit um and then when you turn south you're a little surprised because i think on all the maps you've seen here what what you're used to seeing is that downtown tends to be um safer um this from this hub south had been this great expansion around when the the Bright River Treaty was signed, uh, based off of the the fact that the whatever whatever that communication between these two communities was, let them push pretty far south, um, and now it's like the Merc has covered up until mm. a few blocks south of here. You can't even see the park that you know was there. Hmm. Um, uh, or I guess you would have known that as the the court, um, the place that that uh, the or the courtyard rather. Um, there is a a uh, a building, a strange triangular building uh, to the south of here, um, <laughs> that is called Trigon Keep, and the keep was like one of the kind of big gains after the Bright River Treaty was was signed, um, and that was right near this big kind of courtyard, um, and both of those have been consumed by the Merc at this point. Um, and it's kind of pushing further and further. Like if you stay here and look, it's like a, a slow, a slow kind of purple gray fog is kind of coming towards you. Yeah. Um, uh, and also from here, you can see that there are storm clouds rolling in, um, and rumbling above the Merc, um, for a blizzard. And so, and so um, and like, would we notice, like, we would be aware of this. This is not, this is kind of, this shocking. is not, again, maybe you've not been up to this view before, but like, I bet, you know, on the last trip in to town, Larry, Alaska <laughs> went down to Trigon Keep to, to look at an old book or something. You know what I okay. mean? Or to, so this is alarming for meet everybody. up. This is alarming. This mm. is the beak. This is why. So I think Highfield says straight up, like, <sighs> we've lost contact with Trigon Keep. We have no idea how things got this bad this quickly. Everything to the south consumed. So what good are you if you don't know why any of this is happening? Why are we even talking to you? What are, what are we supposed to be doing here? Well, according to the old treaty, we have the right to call on you to try to fix it, just as you would if the situation across the river went bad. I think Joe was like, you know, like, why weren't we summoned earlier? This is terrible. We did not know the extent of what happened. Uh, and it happened quickly. Uh, where There's are all, something else. Where are all your sentinels? Where have they gone? And at that moment, I think someone uh, in you know, a hood walks past you and bows their head. And you know this is someone who has the armor of the order on, right? It has the same look that you have. Um, and you can see that... Um, their lips have been sealed. 
literally. Um, not Jeez. not not like stitched shut, but like sealed in. Again, I keep going with the Matrix here. Today, yeah, but you know the scene. Yeah, in the I Matrix, the first right? thing I thought. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent that. Um, and uh, I think. Highfield kind of like does that thing, where like turns conspiratorially, always like nods at this person, like, oh, hey, hey, I hope you're doing good. And turns away and says, like, all of our sentinels, in fact, all of the, the Merc uh, delvers inside of the Order um, were afflicted with this days ago, just around the time that this latest incursion came. So they can't talk, but can they still work? <laughs> Many of them say, write to us now and say that they are weaker, that they feel their connection with the Silver Flame faltering. We can't send them out, or the ones we've sent have not returned. Uh, all right, so I would say Jome at this point, still very optimistic, as, uh, you know, like, uh, 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 you know, Curate Highfield, while the treaty stands, what, what use would we be against such madness? Well, one thing is, whatever is there beyond the Merc does not know you. We suspect that it has gained knowledge from those lost to it. Um, I think it's actually clear at this moment that he might be holding something back, mm. actually. I think that there's, mm -hmm. there is... You know, maybe there was a mistake that he does not feel like he's ready to admit to or something like that. Um, uh, and maybe showed a little bit too much of his hand there by saying that they might have more information than <laughs> than or that based on the information that that they that the Merc gained. Uh, it's been able to take like targeted action. You know, that was maybe not something that high that Highfield meant to slip up and say. Well, Jome definitely believes everything coming out of his mouth. He is an great, idiot good. Who, is, who is all in on <laughs> <Right>. order. <laughs> great. Uh, so yeah, he's, Larry, not, he's not a cynic. Larry, I think you could give me a role to kind of push on that or see see if you if you pick up on that. Maybe um, uh, that would be an insight and a study. I think. Okay. So give me a two d six. Bad rolls out here. Bad so yeah, roll. I think you from from what you can tell, uh, you know, on your side, you just also are like, you know, it's clear he's he's holding something back, but you can't quite put together what. You know? Yeah, ghost cars, no problem. Actual people, <laughs> yeah. not not really not the so most much. Adept. But you're yeah. a tinkerer. You like machines. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's two true. On, that's uh, true. On his yes. insight roll, two and a two, not not a good roll. <laughs> no, not, not good. So I think um, I think hard yeah, also hard. maybe sus suspects something is up, but also doesn't really give a shit. Um, <laughs> he's kind of he just he doesn't he is he's suspicious of these people no matter what. So it fair, doesn't really matter. Fair. I think to him he's only really concerned with like okay you're gonna throw us into the fire. What are we getting out of this? Does he ask that? Yeah, he's like, all right, you've got a real problem. Um, you know, you we're the ones they sent. We are then as well equipped as we're gonna get. So what are what are we doing? What are we getting out of out of fixing this problem for you? <laughs> well, um, you'd each be paid uh, the appropriate amount. Um, one coin for each of the non-order members. Two for uh, Sentinel. Yeah, and, um, I don't think that's gonna cut it because this is uh, this is some real real fucking work you're talking about here, and your entire uh, military force is uh, well, they've been sealed shut. So. I think you're going to have to offer us something a little better than just the usual couple of coins. You, you can um, keep anything you find. Try, try and keep 
is filled with, we believe that halfway up, halfway up Trigon Keep, there is a floor we have not been able to gain access to, which we believe has a great deal of, uh, if not treasure, then knowledge, something perhaps more valuable. And anything you want to bring back from that would be yours. Uh, so Joan jo- would know the source of uh, Merc and Merc Wells and all of that stuff, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so like he he, he can kind of ask questions about like, are, is our job just to go there and close a oh, close a mm-hmm. well? Or okay, so he, you know, Joan, we will honor the treaty. Um, of course, uh, any additional payment would be most gracious. And uh, shall we go uh, the th- the three of us to close a well then? Well, Sentinel, Antona, I, hmm, can I speak with you alone for a moment? Some additional order business. <laughs> okay. I do go do, do like a little bow. Uh, hey, yeah, hey we'll- Joan, don't take any wooden coins. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. As, as, I'm wa- as I'm walking over kind of quietly with uh, Highfield, um, Joan was like, have you tried the fire blood? On the, on the affliction. We did, yes. We tried fire blood. We, we, we've tried traditional med kits. We've even, <laughs> we've even tried to burn it away with black water. It's bad. Um, <laughs> the situation is a little more dire than simply a, a well that needs to be closed. Though that is, of course, would be a great help. <clears throat> we believe that uh, the great sage, Roxana, uh, was lost and perhaps turned by the Merc. Um, she went last week after um, um, some resistance uh, to uh, relight one of the southern uh, wells. Uh, that mission was a success. Um, when we decided to stop back at Trigon Keep, she wanted to return straight away here um, but she uh, was was convinced to stop for a rest there, and it was around then that the Merc moved in. Um, Joam, you would know that Roxana is like, I think she's called like the Bibliosoph, right? <laughs> she is like the high librarian mm. of the Order. Um, you know, she's the sort of person who people say remembers the word world before, um, uh, but like that can't be right, you know, um, sure. but she's like one of the like founding heroes of, of the community. That's what I right, aspire totally, to be. Totally. A hundred percent. Um, and so she seems to be lost in Trigon keep. And so I think, I think high, you know, uh, Highfield continues and says, Roxana needs to be returned to the fold. And if that is impossible, then driven from this world maybe joan is a little incredulous and you know like you know driven i don't make me say it (laughs) (laughs) pick up on the cues read between the lines if you're going (laughs) if you want to wear my ugly robes one day then You'll need to about it between the lines, long and hard. I'm, I'm going to assume that like hard and Larry can overhear this entire thing, and I just, oh, yeah. just kind of like side eye them, like I really don't know what he's talking about. Like, I, like uh, and hard <laughs> just shouts from across the room. He means she needs to be murked. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> Please, 
No. Did not. Roxana would never fall. Well, if you can find a way to bring her back, then that would be excellent. I just have low expectations, not of you, but of anyone. We've sent our best. I will do it. We will honor the treaty. We will bring Roxana back, and it will be my greatest last delve into the murk <laughs> for, my, for my last. Uh, he turns to he turns to Hard and Larry, and they're like, "Merc delvers, we have a great task in front of us. Are you prepared to honor the treaty and the light?" Whatever. Uh, we're just we're just learning all about this as you tell us. So, <laughs> yeah, we are going to go into Trigon Keep, rescue. Uh, our greatest sage and defeat the merc. Bring oh, up so big I can bag. see if I can loosen um, uh, uh, the coffers a little bit while you're out and uh, make sure that all of you are re- uh, remunerated fairly. Jome, okay, uh, th- Jome says, no, no trouble. Not, not necessary. <laughs> no, you know what? No. And, and, I'm, and that's when hard sort of butts in and is like, Jome, let me fucking handle this. All right. Three things. One. We come back, we bring back your sage, we do everything we say we're going to do, Joam gets his promotion. He's out of the muck. He doesn't have to well, deal I with mean, the shit I anymore. Mean, he moves. Joam, shut it's the gonna fuck happen up. happen anyway. Joam, but, you know. Joam shut up. <laughs> okay. Shut up. Joam gets his promotion. He's out of it. He can, he's in the temple. He doesn't have to go down in the muck anymore. Larry, Larry becomes your chief tinkerer. He makes your machines. He does the things you need to get that merc out of here. And he doesn't okay. have to go back in there. As for me, I don't cross that tunnel ever again. Doesn't mean I don't fight the merc. Doesn't mean I'm not helping. But I never want to set foot on this goddamn island ever again. Well, of course, we'll see what we can do. Those I sound- want your word now. My word on the holy flame. All right. Can you say that just just a little bit louder? Just My a word on the holy flame. Okay, we're good. We got it. We're solid. All right. This this was Go ahead. Gonna, this was going to be my last one. Sure, so we're clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just to be, you know, I earned it. It just, you know, just worked very hard. So you have a you have a couple of ways you could get down there. Um, there there are the two the two that I know about and the two that you would know about. Mm-hmm. That at the very least, without you inventing some new third one that I will scramble to adjust for, which I could do, which is fine, we'll figure it out, um, are just kind of like going through the murk, the way you got, you walked through the murk in the tunnel, um, through the the kind of overland, down the roads, which again, are not that long in real life, but once the murk is involved, things get twisted and strange. Um, and there is also something of a of a tunnel system here. Um, that is not as simple as the tunnel you went through because it is known to sort of transport people into a, a different version of reality. Oh, no. um, we, we, people call it the mirror, um, mm. the mirrored underland. Um, and you know, you, you basically walk down some stairs and then you are, when you get to the bottom, you have walked up some stairs and you are in a kind of different world where instead of being labyrinthine, everything is grid-like and simple and easy to move through the space, but you never really know where, 
you know, what will necessarily be on the other side, because that side of the city is kind of in, in touch with something strange, both the Merc, but also the kind of undead memory of the city itself. Um, and so those are your kind of two obvious options here. You can kind of push through the Merc directly, or you could go by mirror. What do you guys like think? The, I, like the I think mirror the mirror sound. The mirror sound is interesting. Okay. Yeah. okay. Let's get some of that mirror. <laughs> Let's go through the mirror. So, again, you can buy up stuff, etc. You'll also note I've added a pair of clocks to the bottom of this. Clocks are a way of tracking certain things. Mm. You have a flame clock, which is at four, which means that's how much flame is on is in your cage. You got four ticks of this clock. Bad things can happen that will make me tick that clock when stuff goes bad. You only need a little bit to get it into the light well, which is on the top of Trigon Keep. So like if you have one tick left, that's enough to light the the to the bonfire, so to speak, and keep on moving. Okay. I've also added this clues thing that'll kind of help fill in some of as you fill in the mystery of what happened here. And you already get a little bit, right? You you've you've learned that Roxana went down there uh, did not want to go on this mission for some reason. Uh, and so I'm going to give you one tick of that. By the time you get... Oops, is this, am I on the wrong... I'm on the wrong thing. Here we go. One second. Boom. There we go. Okay. One tick of that. Um, and so that's a six-step clock. Basically, there's some clues that you could get as you play that can help fill in the gaps. And when that fills in all the way, I will then say, like, your characters have gotten this. If you piece stuff together on your own before that, that's totally fine. And also, we can finish this game without that filling in. And your characters will not learn the, the mystery of what? what's happened here necessarily. But, but you know, we the players maybe will still, we'll still okay. know what even if your characters okay. don't. You know. Um, um, in any case, um, you know, we should get down into the mirrored, mirrored world. Um, the the thing that I imagine with this is, um, Vinny and Alex, do you remember the good old days of Project Beast? Yes. Of course. Oh. Do you remember when things would feel good um, would be when... No. During... <laughs> <laughs> remember when a launch would hit that point where the camera would do that turn? Yes. Where yeah. it would go like... Yeah. Pop orbit. Um, yeah. That orbit. Yeah, you hit orbit. The camera turns. You feel like a little bit of a sigh of relief. Mm -hmm. That's what it's like to step into the mirror. Okay. You've walked down the kind of subway stairs below, but instead of but instead of finding the subway lines below, which we which we know are tied to some other mm -hmm. you know other stuff, you end up just popping back up. The camera does that turn, and suddenly you're climbing out of the stairs back into the city. Um. But the mirrored city that you see, I mean, it's mirrored in two ways. One is it's literally a mirror reflection. East is west. West is east here. Um, north and south are still the same, but but the, the, the west and east has flipped. Um, but also, the um, everything has the sort of, not everything, everyone, every, everything has sort of like chrome or... Um, lightly mirrored effect. Uh, not everything is as clear and shiny as a mirror is, but mm. you know, you can kind of, if if you had ray tracing on, you'd be seeing a lot of reflections. And <laughs> gotcha. Things. Okay. okay. Um, it's like the metal uh, thing in Mario, right? Like when he turns into like Yeah, like, yeah, exactly like that. Like it's a little, it's, it can still be kind of matte, but, yeah. but still has that reflective, you know, kind of diffused. I whatever. imagine it looks like what happens when you leave HDR on, on a screen that does not do HDR. Yes, totally. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, so, you, you reemerge to Herald Square uh, in that kind of area of, of, of the city um, uh, near the Empire State Building and all of that. And to the south, you see, and kind of all around you, there's two things. One, there's a nice dusting of this kind of 
um, snow, except that the snow, and in fact, it's probably, there's flurries right now. The snow to your hand feels like little bits of cut up paper. Hmm. Um, and it's even landing and being walked through like paper. And sometimes it's longer strings of kind of crinkle cut paper. Um, uh, and that's kind of hanging from the trees around you. Um, another thing is the trees are blowing in the wind, but you don't feel the wind here, <laughs> but the trees are moving as if it's windy. Um, and then also there are people all around you, but they are just these kind of faceless, you know, clothingless silhouettes of people. They're just kind of the flat, like shape of people moving as throngs through their days. Okay. Um, most of them are tightly packed. Um, and you know, um, not to be like, it's because you be on that phone, but like many of them are looking down at their hands <laughs> as they're walking. Yeah. Um, some of them are clearly together, but you can't hear what they're actually saying. They're kind of speaking to each other, but not in anything like a language you know. Um, uh, again, I know you're playing KOTOR. Do you know how like there's the same 17 different <laughs> alien clips that play? Mm -hmm, yeah. It's a lot like that okay. right now. It's like you're hearing those same repeated things. Okay. And then in that same sort of voice that's just kind of put together sound clips, every now and then you hear someone like singing some ancient carol you know okay. someone is singing deck the halls which you don't know is deck the halls that's not a song you know uh, and they're singing it in this kind of alien language um and those people have on like reds and greens and festive wear which again detached from the holiday and in this chromatic world just seems really gauche and weird <laughs> and strange um and they're singing, but they don't have mouths. Their mouth, their faces are featureless, right? Um, and so they, there's just sound is coming from these groups of carolers. Um, and you know you're supposed to head south. Um, have we um, been in the? Have we been in the mirror before? In the in the? Give me a just give me a one d six. This is like a fortune roll. Okay. This is a, as, a, as a luck roll here. One d six. Me to do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you said it. Okay. So I'm making you roll for uh -oh. it. Get these bad rolls out early. Uh -huh. Oh, four. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah, you, you've been here before. You don't have any immediate special insight. Okay. What I would say is the mirror has been weird in different ways than this before, and so nothing necessarily triggers your your like fight or flight or anything more important than that. But like this doesn't seem it doesn't seem broken is what I'll say. Right. You're comfortable moving in it. It doesn't seem like um, so dissimilar from the norm that it can't be trusted. Um, but we know generally uh, the rules of like, hey, this is some kind of vision or something. Uh, yeah, okay. again, it's 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 what you know is it's similar like to the echo. It, it's okay. this it's the memory of some past of the city, right? That's been twisted a little bit. Uh, on a good day, it's it's kind of pretty, you know. Mm. Um, the paper is new. That the paper snow is not a thing you've seen before. Is what I'll give you on a four because that's a success. So that's a new thing, um, and strange. Um, there's another new thing that we'll get to, but, 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 you know, we'll get there when we get there for now. What are you, what are you all doing? I think Joe, Joe is, is happy to, be, this is where Joe wants to be. This is, Joe wants to stop going into the Merc and study this. You know, this is, mm -hmm. like, Ooh, this, interesting. this is what okay. Joe aspires to do. This is where the real knowledge will come from. So right. he's like, he's very upbeat to be back in, in the mirror. He doesn't get to come here very often because this is, you know, usually for, you know, the higher level. Uh, not for sentinels, you know. Sentinels I think, deal right, in, right. in the dark. Yeah, I, I think hard is a little more has a little more trepidation around it. Not because he can't handle it, but because it reminds him of something that he can't quite place. 
and a world that maybe he thinks he knows, but doesn't really, you know, hard, bless his heart, is not the most perceptive dude in the world. So, (laughs) like, he has these flashes, he has these notions that sort of line up with things that he sees in the mirror, and he doesn't like it. Right. Um, so... So sound- anything, anything here from Larry before we move on? Any other feelings about this, this, this weird mirror world? Um, no, uh, I'm starting to notice. Uh, so it, I'm starting to notice it. It has a, a a strange possible effect on some of the shit in my pocket. Totally sure. Yeah. You all your stuff is reversed on your body. That didn't happen to anybody else, by the way. But mm. like Damn your it. your like alchemicals are like you go to you're like, okay, well I got my shroom wait, why are they over here? You know, it's like one of those things. Right. Um Um and here's what I I actually will give you this. There is the sound of you hear the sound of gears um somewhere. Mm. Um and then and then behind that, and this everybody hears, um, and sees is the sound of thunder and then this mm-hmm. sort of bolt of inky lightning strikes mm. to the south. Um, and that is strange towards the destination <laughs> you're headed in. So south, is it mirrored like north-south? Like when you say south? It is not m- okay. mirrored north-south, just east-west. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, right. So it's just flipped. Uptown is still okay. uptown. Got it. You know, but, yes. but Hell's Kitchen is now the other, you would turn, if you're going south, you would now turn left to go to Hell's mm-hmm. Kitchen instead of right. It's very disorienting. Oh, yeah. It would somehow be easier if it was mirrored north-south <laughs> right, also, because right. then your basic orientation would still be, oh, yeah, I turn right, you know? Um, okay. So it's just the mirror. Got it. All yeah. right. Um, well, I think, Joan, you know, shall we? So you start moving south through the throngs of people, through the crowds, um, which can be kind of tough because they're big metal people <laughs> who are just, like, stuck walking forever sometimes they go into buildings and when they do they like despawn so to speak they just kind of vanish when they walk into the dark silhouettes of a, of a doorway um don't go in there probably is a thing that's like a good rule of thumb is like you don't know what happens when you go into a building mm-hmm. in the mirror um it's not saying never do it but it's again this is like you said joan like this is high level shit this is the right. shit that the real scholars study um and so and so you're you're, you're being careful but then uh, Larry, you hear that ticking again, that gear, those gears spinning. Um, um, give me a, give me a, give me an insight study again here. See if you can piece this together before anything goes bad. 2d6. 2d6. You could push yourself for an extra one, but again, at four, that's a success. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a mixed success, but it's a success. Um, so the, uh, you, you start to recognize the sound of, of a certain, um, of a of gears inside of something pretty large, and it's a it's the style of mechanism. You know, like you're a professional at this, so you mm. know uh, that certain sounds represent certain um, mechanical like connections. And you've once built a toy that was like a Pegasus toy or a, a bird toy or something with flapping wings, and so you know you recognize the loud clockwork flapping of wings coming from somewhere. Oh dear. And I mean, above is you, it's, it's above and you're like, there are some wings coming. We should get to cover. Yeah. Um, um, uh, however, with that mixed success, the thing that I, the thing that I'm going to, hmm, how do I want to, how do I want to, one second, let me look at, let me look it up. 
Um, I think that the thing here that that happens um, is that you, uh, by the time you've you've recognized what this is, um, you don't necessarily have a good place to just immediately jump to to try to hide from whatever is coming. So you you don't get you don't get immunity from what's about to show up, and you'll have to deal with it when it shows up. Um, uh, so what do you, what do you tell folks? Um, uh, friends, my my friends, uh, mm-hmm. I so can they they can hear it too. They can hear, but they don't know what it is. Right. You know, um, I'm, uh, you know, you're not going to like what I have to hear. Um, back in, uh, the, the, the town, you know, where we've all been hanging out for our whole terrible Merc lives. Um, I, I had a really popular toy that I made for, for all the kids. Um, it was this, uh, sort of, um, you know, flapping, uh, bird contraption about the size of your 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 fist um we we mass produced them it was great real real solid holiday seller <laughs> uh now the this sound that i'm hearing uh it sounds just like one of these horrific little creatures uh the size of like i said your 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 fist um i want to say the one i'm hearing right now uh could be the size of maybe a large tree so that's true. That's I, about the right size. I want, I want you guys to know that that's what I think I hear coming, and I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you do, Ray? Uh, Larry. The the other th- the thing I'm going to give you really quick too, Larry, is when it's if you interact with this thing in some way, you're going to get a plus one forward. You're going to get a plus one die on your next roll. Got because, it. Because because you know how its mechanisms work. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your. What no, you I was just say, Larry. If uh, let's just say for a moment that mm. this is in fact a representation of the stupid bird you made. Yeah. Is that, how what, how well, do you break it? Stupid, but. But well, Larry, I don't care about your your ego right now. How do you sure. break the stupid bird? I just want you. Well, well. Here, here's the thing. It was meticulously well crafted, and <laughs> look, and that's not my words. Okay, that is the toy review that it received, uh, which I keep a copy of here in my pocket as well. If you want to just reference it, but, Larry, I will actually kill you. Just, just. Yeah. What do we do? <laughs> um, well, normally, um, when these things sort of uh, the the defective ones uh, uh, that came out of the assembly line, we'd sort of just douse them with um, with black water, and they would just, you know, they would just sort of turn to ash, and we would start uh, from scratch again. Problem with this one here, again, the size of a large tree is I don't know if any amount of black water can uh, uh, um, ignite it, so. I feel like the the only the only way to really combat this thing is a little something I like to call quick bone. Great, good. So this is the moment that the uh, clouds above, which as they move, you see that they are also they also feel like they are crumpled up paper. Um, so it's almost as if like stop motion, like the the clouds kind of push aside as uh, the the winged creature that you'd heard uh, descends on the crowd and uh, lifts a group of people up and throws them against a building. Jeez. This is and as it's doing it, it is, of course, smiling the whole time <laughs> um, because it is a very festive looking dragon. Um, but the wings are literally the mechanism you designed. 
It's as if it's been like ripped from your mind and applied to this to this jolly dragon design. I want to say jolly. I mean, like it's a Santa dragon. What you're, what you're looking at is a Santa dragon with a big, like happy grin that is like you know it's not saying ho ho ho, but that's the sort of thing that it would be saying if you pulled the the string on its back. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, and it descends with the biggest grin on its face, lifts up like seven different of the chrome people with a with its claws and flings them against the a nearby building shattering the mirrored wall of it uh revealing just darkness beyond and then it comes to a to a like a perch on top of a nearby like church uh it's here this thing is here the jolly dragon has showed up <laughs> with the with the the tinkerer's wings invented by Larry Alaska yeah the trademark Alaska wing configuration. <laughs> right, which I am very hopeful. I mean, look, presumably we made this out of old hawk bone. Uh, right, sure. Presumably this quick bone will just sort of dissolve this big monster's <sighs> it's possible. wings into just a, a little puddle of jelly there. So You got to get it on there, though, mm. and that's going to be the, the difficulty. Um, or, you know, maybe you don't want to fight it at all. Maybe you can try to sneak past this thing. It's up to y'all, but it is on the lookout. It does yeah. have the... It, I, I was gonna say it has the eyes of a hawk that's not true it has the eyes of a big cartoon dragon it has like big round eyes and big sharp but like smiling teeth mm. and it's it's perched on on a nearby church looking at looking down at the group where you are for sure yeah i mean it's gonna see us this is not this is not a haunted f-150 this is a <laughs> uh no this is basically the eye of of sauron so i feel like <laughs> We need to uh, we need to shoot this quick bone on its wings, um, if we want to continue on. Does anyone have some sort of projectile device thing? Well, you've got the springcaster. You do. It's going to be a hard shot. I think you're going to. This is going to need a little bit more than just a single shot here. I think you're going to need to do some sort of setup or distraction or something to make it to to even line a shot like that up. Because it's you know? on top of a church, you said, right? And where? Yeah, and that's you know you don't have a shot. Where from are here, we again? Certainly. Where are we? You're just like in the street. I'm imagining you kind of walking down an avenue. You know. Got it. Got it. Okay. Here, here's the plan. Um, you know this big old giant dragon, dumb bird up there. Uh, we 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 got to lure it down here. It seemed to like picking up those people and throwing it around. Did we? Did we want to maybe? sacrifice some more of these people so that we can ensure it gets low enough for me to get a good shot with this uh, spring caster I got here in my pocket? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, uh, hard? You, you think you can handle the, 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 the sort of trap here? Well, so what do we want to do? We want to try and find a way to get them to co converge in a way that they will catch the dragon's attention? Yeah, because the way I see it, we're, you know, we're kind of we're hidden enough from uh, from the dragon. Does the dragon have a name? I'd love to... It's called the Jolly Dragon. <laughs> the Jolly Dragon. Jo or Jolly the Dragon. Sure. Uh, Jolly the Dragon seems like... Dragon with a J. Dragon. Oh, I like it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. You're... I love it. Um, yeah, Mind we just, open. <laughs> we just want to... Uh, we just want to lure it down here with a bunch of these sort of metal people. Well, here's um, a question. Mm. Uh, Joan, buddy. Pal, yes. you yes. studied this bullshit before, right? Only what I could sneak out. Um, Sentinels are not really allowed to study the mirror, but yes, I have a, 
I, let's just say I know a little. Well, well, bully for you for following the rules. So, uh, in any <laughs> you. of your uh, clandestine studies, have you ever found anything that sort of determines the behavior of these metal people? Is there anything you can do to manipulate them to get them to do anything other than what they normally do? Is this a is this a lore check, Austin? Yeah, you know it. <laughs> okay, give me a give me a just a. It's gonna be a one d six because all you have is the lore. You don't have insight. <laughs> okay, unfortunately. Um, yeah, just give me 1d6. Okay. Uh, that's a four. four. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, the key here is that in any, in any mirror, like, uh, uh, instance, right? Anytime you go in, there's a tell, uh, of a type of, a type of mirror person who is a little more reactive. In this case, you're pretty sure that it is the carolers and the kind of people dressed in holiday outfits that those are the ones who will respond to ex- external stimulus however on a four there is a consequence here and as you begin to say that i don't what is it about oh it's the silver flame you're holding this light cage yeah. right and we get the shot of the the dragon uh the eyes of the dragon like locking onto it um and lifting up from its its perch um, so as you're explaining this, which you can go ahead and go ahead and start explaining it and I'll interject when it's time. Uh, okay. So, okay. Uh, normally, uh, the polished, the people you see around you, uh, do not interact with us. Uh, but there are certain of them that should be marked differently that will, uh, uh, interact through the thin veil of our two worlds. And as you finish, the dragon descends, uh, kind of crushing a bunch of the the regular polished. Thank you for that great name uh, in front of you, um, and then and then uh, roaring. And you can see as it roars that the it, like it, it stretches those those tinkerer wings out, um, and you can see that there is a print like a printer's mark on it um or almost like a publishing mark on it like a like a copyright um and it says the queen of torn paper um which great i'm glad you're dealing with a queen um uh and then in that moment it does swipe at specifically trying to separate you from the light cage so swiping like where, where where do you hold the light cage is it like on a belt or is it held in your hand oh yeah i was imagining it was kind of held in my hand uh, okay. So I guess normally well, then it's swiping for your hand. <laughs> okay. Um, and and you're going to need to. I mean, at at uh, you know, with a mixed success, it it can get it can get real rough here. But I, I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that it it is going to swipe at your hand, and uh, you can make a resistance check to hold on to the the light cage. Um, uh, that would be a prowess uh, resist. Okay. Which I think right now for you is only a one <laughs> because you only have the one. You only have the toughen. All right. Um, you can also actually you cannot push yourself on on a resistance. You just roll it. So give me a one d six. All right. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Hey, that's a six. A six. That's a that's a Ooh. complete resist. So it swipes in such a way that it's trying to go for a little more. Uh, uh, precision than than it probably should have because it was only going to separate you from the the light uh the silver flame the light cage you were able to pull back keep the light cage and keep yourself from being hit by by its sharp claws um at that point it takes off again and is now hovering above the group um so if you do want to try to distract it or move it or something like that you can totally that now would be the time to to try to interfere hard markinson has a plan okay (laughs) 
uh, in the chaos of that, let's say that some of the mirrored people got knocked around, you know, the, the stuff got yeah, knocked definitely. destroyed. And on the ground, he sees a solitary Santa hat. And it's a little discolored, you know, because it's the mirror universe and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But instinctually, Hard knows what this is and has a thought about it. <laughs> so he grabs the Santa hat, puts it on, and immediately begins singing a song he does not from where. But it is one of mirth and merriment and holiday spirit. And as he is singing, the ones, the, 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 the polished that we, yeah. we suspect are the ones that will, will come together, uh, begin to stir and begin to congregate. Yeah, give me a. Um, this is this is gonna be. Is it? Is it? What are you? What are you trying to do with them? Are you trying to guide them into a place? Are you trying? I'm to- just trying to like put them into a position where the dragon yeah. will notice them, and maybe it'll notice right. me too. But like, I I'm confident that I can run away before it strikes. We just want to then get let's its focus attention. on that. So yes, so so then yeah, that part of it works. The thing that we need to roll for is: do you get away? Right. So yeah, you gather these people up. They're there. It's so clear that it has its uh, the attention. They're gathered in the street. They're joining you in the song, but they're singing it in different languages than the words yours. Or wait, are you singing it in the language a language you don't know because it's their <laughs> language, but you know it intuitively? I'm going to be real. I know the tune of it, but the words are kind of coming out like once you know okay. the first four words of a verse, and <laughs> yeah, then you okay, kind of forget. Great. So it's like dashing through those. So, you know, like that. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. Good. Um, Well, then it it does see this huge group of people that have come out from from the the huge crowds uh, into the middle of the street, and it descends on you. So, yeah, what I need from you then is an athletics uh, roll to see if you can get away from this. So that's a prowess. A prowess check. Okay. 1d6. If anyone wants to help, now would be a good time, but I don't know how you're going to help him get away from there. You would have to come up with something here. I know it's attracted to my little light in the cage, but I feel like that's. Very you know what? Dangerous. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you an extra an extra d6 on. Actually, no, I'll wait to this d6 would be if you get hit. So, okay. so no. So it's a one d6. You just get away. Okay. Cleanly. Slash roll one d6. Nope. Oh, wait. It's a one. Wait, wait. It's a hard one. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Well, I was. What gonna, are you gonna say? I was gonna use my smogger uh, to breathe out a smoke cloud. Uh, that's fun. Uh, yeah. To, All right. So do that and and get one more d6 here. Okay. So go ahead and roll one more d6, Alex. One me? Okay. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Still bad. So, <laughs> Still very bad. So what you have Hard now is you. a smoggy, a smoggy <laughs> <road> <laughs> <with> <laughs> jolly yeah. dragon has descended. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that means you're gonna get you're gonna hit pretty fucking bad here, <laughs> right. bud. Uh, these dragons don't fucking play. Um, let's see here. Uh, so I knew I was getting um, into. At, yeah, totally. Um. Let me roll damage. The only thing I roll for here. Oh, boy. Ooh. Oh, that sucks. Damn. Oh, damn. Oh, six. That's a six. Do I die? That's a six. <laughs> so, no, because you can resist this okay. now. And the thing is that the way that this dragon does damage is it's not actually just doing an attack. It's 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 hitting you with a toxin. Like as it lands, like yes, the damage it, it crushes a bunch of these things, but as you're running away, it kind of whips out its tail and it has a barbed tail at the end that's Jeez. like dripping with this ink and the and it catches you. It slashes you, and you're like, I'm okay. And then the poison starts to course mm. through your veins. You know, this kind of inky poison. Um, uh, and it's very fast. Ha- fast. It's called fast-acting tail venom. And it's <laughs> 1d6 poison per round until a successful resolve save is made. So this is a, it's time for your resolve resist on this. Um, and, and it's actually going to be, two, I think it's two different things. Because one would be 
to resist this damage, and one would be to resist it and get it out of your system, basically. The good news is you get plus one on both of these because of Tough as Nails. Okay. This is literally a Venom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so... Give me, do you want to resist the, I guess let's resist the direct damage first, because otherwise you're dead. Yeah. Um, so go ahead and give me, I think it's 2d6, one from your toughened resolve and one from tough as nails. Okay, 2D6. there we go. Whew, ooh, those are not good. Ugh. Those are not good rolls. Oh. Uh, you might be in trouble here. Someone might need to save your fucking life. <laughs> Does he get anything from the uh, armor? Armor oh, you do, you do, you do, you do, you do. Because I forgot that you had that armor. Yeah. That you're at one HP. You're at one mm-hmm. HP. Okay. Because with a three, you don't even, you don't even get to, um, oh, that's not true. Sorry. It's, it's, it's a uh, half damage. So yeah. So you're not at one HP. You are at four HP. Okay. Here. Uh, so not too, too bad. But I took some damage. Uh, you yeah. took some damage and, and we still need that second resist roll here. So again, 2d6 to see if you can get this poison out of your system. Okay. Good luck. Uh, big money, big money. Here we go. Yeah. All right. Hey, there you go. That's a five. That is a a, a partial resist, mark of stress, full resist. Uh, So, yes, it leaves your system. However, you are now down to only two stress. And uh, what did I say it was? It was half damage. It's four HP, uh, right? You're at four HP or you got four HP? Yeah, it's... it's, I think I'm at four. Okay, that makes sense. Yes. Uh... Let me edit this. Boom. So what happens when you get okay. full stress? You get knocked out. Oh, okay. On the mo- uh, right away, you're out of the scene. Okay. Uh, so oh. unless someone can say, so- unless you, the rest of your team can drag you out of there, uh-oh. And is there any hmm. way to unstress? But yeah, you finish your mission. You go home. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's a stressful Take a shot. Uh, yeah, exactly. So is this uh, um, so Larry? This is this is your chance. This is the this opportunity. Is totally, it's only a smoky totally. mess. <laughs> it's only a smoky mess right in the middle where this make all it worth this, it. Uh-huh. This was not and, very good. I I gotta uh, tell you, this is bad. My so springcaster <laughs> is only relatively accurate, <laughs> and you don't have shoot or prowess, <laughs> the things you would need to do it. But you do have the plus one from studying it, so you're at one die. Um, you can get help from somebody else to I'm, get another die. I'm at one with plus one. Yeah, you started at zero. Shit, because you don't have shoot and you don't have prowess. Well, shit. Someone give teamwork. Me. Teamwork makes a dream work. Okay. Here. Yeah. I, uh, um, let me. Uh, this is a GM question. So, well, yeah, I, I feel like I could sacrifice. F- yeah, go ahead. Well, does the holy flame actually burn stuff, or is it? Uh, um, is it like could it, could you set something on fire with the I holy mean, flame? What are you looking to set on fire? I was thinking of if we if we put the <clears throat> what is, what is the name of the quick bone? Is that what you're shooting? Quick at? bone. Yeah. If we put quick bone, it's attracted to the holy flame. So if we set a thing mm. with uh, if we sacrifice one of the ticks of the holy flame, yes. can we have it try to eat the the quick bone or uh, or smash the quick bone to um, to splash to, like itself. spread it through? Yeah. I'll let you. I'll let you do that. I'll let you do that. But we then we need to. You still need to get it to then uh, actually take that take that bait. Yeah. So there's still gonna be a role involved here. It's again. It's a question of what you want that role to be. What do you think, you Larry? Uh, I we don't have many options. Um, <laughs> and you do. The difference is you do have tinker and insight, which I think are the roles. What you would do to set a trap, mm-hmm. you know, to make that trap work. All right. So we can um, go. So let's go the trap uh, branch here. Sounds good. And then, so, and this is a lot of dice. Insight, you have Tinker, you have the plus one from before, so that's already three, and then and then with with uh, Jome helping you by sacrificing a bit of the, the silver flame, 
that means that you get another bonus die. But Joan will be part of the consequences <laughs> if this goes bad. Can Joan, I, wait. Yeah. wait, 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 wait. We got bad news. I got bad news for Joan. Uh-huh. Joan helped hard in that previous role that went bad. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Oh, so I did, you're I did, also. Yeah. I did breathe. Yeah, you're smoke. also going to be part of this this situation. So I'm going to say you don't get the tail swipe because that happened to hard, but you are going to get hit by it, it landing on you. Okay. So I am going to roll, a, a, again, 1d6 damage. Uh, I believe that's what it does with its claws. Let me just double check because it might be worse. Um, ba, ba, ba. Yeah, I'm just going to do 1d6 here. So you take two damage here. Okay. Uh, Joan, you could try to resist it if you'd like to. Uh, sure. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, all right, so then then give me a prowess roll. That's a 1d6 from you. <laughs> rough, rough. But hey, it's still, you failed it, so you spend stress. Okay. Uh, and it's still, you get half the resist. So that's still, between that and your armor, it's not terrible, you know? Uh, okay. That's so another what, stress you, you, for Is there a way to de-stress? Well, you finish a mission, okay. go home, all right. chill out. Yeah, <laughs> it's a limited resource. Enough. Okay. But yeah, put your feet up. Exactly. So yeah, you did get caught there in the kind of landing attack uh, by the by the the jolly dragon. Uh, but but yeah, then you you roll back to your feet. You're able to sacrifice, and also this makes more sense because you're close enough now to to use the silver flame mm-hmm. as a distraction for sure. You know. Um, so, I, so I have two so stress yeah. now, right? You have two stress. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I've not updated it yet. Uh, am I on the right field? Who could say? Uh, I got it. I got it. Um, all right. So then, uh, Larry's. Larry's got this uh, this idea for the forty six. This is a this is the best role we've seen all game. It's a great so okay. I feel like I should um try and increase my should I try and increase my chances here or no? You're at four. Four is pretty good. Yourself, all right. Get a fifth die. That's not bad. Here we go. Forty six. Yep. Oh Oh my god! I almost had a. You rolled one (laughs) one four five. Those two ones (laughs) up top. I was like, oh my god, no. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That five will Um, take it. Totally. So, what's this look like? What's the trap? What's the... Is this like a Molotov cocktail with a, a fuse on it? Like, what is it? With the the quick bone plus the holy flame, the silver flame. So, um... Uh, it, it was basically like, um... An old sort of like, uh... Cart that we filled up with the quick bone and <laughs> basically assumed the, uh... The Jolly Dragon was just gonna kind of land in it. Sure. Not knowing exactly what it is, uh, did you like toss Hard Markinson's Santa hat on top of it as it, a way of being like, <laughs> and this too? Yeah, like that, <laughs> right? Which makes sense, and and we're we're hoping that the sort of like you know because this jolly uh, dragon once those wings get flapping kicks up a lot of the the dust and shit on the ground, so we're just sort mm-hmm. of hoping that that quick bone does enough of a, a coating on those. On those on those wings to give them all, those old jelly wings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I think that's reasonable. Totally. So yeah, the uh, the the with that with that mixed success, that totally happens. The only thing, the only the only problem here is as it's uh, flailing around, it does uh, uh, kind of one of its its claws reaches out and cuts through your armor, Larry. Why? Because you rolled a, f- a five, that's which is not pretty a good. Success. Though. No, that's like okay, it's fine. Good. It's, okay. it's a mixed success. You got what you wanted, but right. there's a consequence. In got this case, it. the consequence is your armor is damaged. Damn you it. lose your armor going forward. Shit. You could try to resist it. You could always try yeah, to but resist. Yeah, resist that. 
I'll All resist right, that. So it's, yeah, so roll me 1d6 for your prowess. All right, big money, big uh, money. Yeah, I think that's well, probably it. What were you yeah. going to say? I, I forgot how resist works. You're good. Don't worry about it. Just All right, no whammies. Here we go. Shit. That's no, a whammy. That's a whammy. That's a whammy. That's a whammy. So. Roll the two. Uh, unfortunately, with that two, yeah, a, a, that's a no resist. Mark one stress, reduce consequences, or half damage. In this case, like I don't think that there's a way to really reduce the, you know. You can't have it's, half it's, armor. It's not. You can't have half armor. Exactly. It's not broken forever. You know, maybe you can get it repaired when you... Oh, you actually could. It's not destroyed. It's just damaged. So after you get out of the situation, Hard could repair your armor for you because mm. he has that armor kit. Okay. So that's, that's, the, that's not destroyed. It's just damaged. Um, the, uh, the, the dragon at this point, the Jolly Dragons, uh, it, the wings are jelly, 100%. <laughs> um, all and you have a choice right now. Yeah. It, it, is, it is distraught as that happens. Like, and, and they're kind of like... On, they're kind of like a flaming jelly because of the silver flame. Got it. Um, it's not in a good way. It's fully distracted. You could leave. You could just like get through the mirror, get to your, your destination, move on. Its back is also towards you. You could take a swing at this thing. It would still be dangerous because it's a dragon, um, but it's not going to fly away at this point. Um, it, it, it's a strong, it would be a hard fight still. I'm not saying it wouldn't be, but I'm giving you the option to either take the opportunity and flee, move on with your mission or try to kill this thing to, to loot its, its, you know, uh, dragon corpse of all of its, its goodies. I don't know. I just feel like at this point, it's a needless risk. Um, we have not been rolling like well. You. Uh, I feel <laughs> like hard, on- I feel like this is a hard, uh. Hard is very uh, uh, is a little cranky right now, and certainly wouldn't mind taking a swing at this thing. But I think, given the the current statistics, Hard would also just be perfectly happy to walk away and uh, lick his wounds. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Hard yeah. gets it. Yeah, Joman's so definitely that's... ready ready to uh, take the remainder of the flame and, and move out. Um. So as you're fleeing, the thing you hear behind you is more people gathering around the dragon to sing uh, festive holiday cheer songs. What a scene. Uh, (laughs) What a scene. What a scene. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. It's super strange. The camera hangs there maybe for a second longer than is comfortable. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Uh, Um, It's like, no, please cut. Can we please cut? This dragon is flailing (laughs) and people are, are, you know, singing Oh, Silent Night to it. That's not. This is bad um, in a weird alien tongue. Um, in any case, you make your way through the rest of the mirror, you know, unharassed. You, you get, you get to the, the, uh, the stairwell that you know is, is up ahead. Um, and you make your way up. Also, if you want to, you can spend that armor kit mm. to repair, uh, your good friend's, uh, armor hard. Uh, my armor's okay, right? Your armor, uh, maintains okay. It's okay. It remains okay. Rather. Then yeah, I'm fine with spending it. Okay. Um, so then, yeah, your, your armor is back to, to being good. What is your armor, Larry Alaska? What's that look like? Uh, what kind of armor do I have is what you're asking? Yeah. What's it? What's, is it just leather? Is it just like good leather, a good leather, like vest? Is it like, it's a series of, uh, it's a series of plastics held together with twisty ties. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great. Good. And so hard, does hard just have some glue? Just glued it shut? Is that the armor kit? Yeah, or like a duct tape situation? That's Ooh, just like duct sort tape. Of, I mean, Love duct it. tape is in every. Is it's everywhere. duct tape and a hot glue gun. Yeah, it surely it. survives Perfect. the apocalypse, So, uh, as we all know. So, yeah, that's all I need is a quick little Love pick it. me up. All right. Well, you emerge to the to, to back above um, to the 
uh, to your now everything is mirrored back the right way, which is just a relief. Like you just lose like that degree of stress that you have when you're like, no, this is mm-hmm. wrong. You mm-hmm. get past that, um, and and you emerge back into the murk. Um, and this is not the angle that you see uh, the the building on, but I am going to link this incredible this incredible old photo apparently mm. of the Flatiron building that is like one for one exactly what you want to see Ooh. this is by edward steichen uh who is a, a an american photographer um that's uh, sorry that's not true a luxembourgish american photographer yeah it's a beautiful photo of the Flatiron building i like it looks like there's a river like the the madison square park in this photo looks like it's yeah. a canal or something it's yeah sick. Like, i love it so much what is that but would be broadway is just like water yeah, it's so wild. I don't know. I don't know if that's just the reflection on the ground or it's what. Definitely it's definitely water. Yeah, yeah it it's wild. Raining, I, I love know. it. Or yeah, maybe totally. was it ever water? Like, I know Canal Street was a canal. Oh, maybe. I don't know. It's cool. In any case, this is a cool. photo from like 120 years ago, which is it's a, so wild to think about time. photo? Yeah, this is, yeah, yes, 100%. Jesus, an this is, it's haunting. Yeah, I know. I saw this and was like, oh, we got to set it here. I <laughs> so, want this. I want this frame. <laughs> Same. Um, so, yeah. So, you emerge and, it, and this is it. It is, it is this kind of strangely right triangle building uh, jutting out into the streets, surrounded by this kind of haunting glow and burning on the side of it in what I guess you would think is oil. Uh, but let's stay on our theme and say that it's ink uh, is a message. Um, and it says, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, we ought to have ended. Ooh. Um, and it is like etched in there burning. It's as if someone like painted it with oil on the side of the building and then lit the oil on fire. Huh? Um, so that is a third clue as, as you continue clues. The other clue was, of course, the clue that you got a second ago was the, uh, uh, the, the queen of torn paper. Right. Um, so yeah, you're here now, and, and let me just tell you, you avoided, uh, by, don't, by going the route you went, you avoided uh, a big encounter in the courtyard, the, uh, the AKA Madison Square Park, where you would have uh, come against uh, ghosts of the dog park past, uh, who would have also been uh, uh, joined by two living statues of the Admiral and the Senator. Um, uh, so, you know, that's a different, that's a different encounter that you missed, which is good. Um, you can see those things moving around. In fact, the dogs are like sprinting back and forth, uh, across the, the, the courtyard, the, the park. Um, and they all have leashes up, like connected, like as if they're being held by, by like ghostly phantasms, you know, and they're being pulled as if, as if they're running too fast for the person holding the leash. Um, in any case, you're here now, you're, you're outside your destination. What do you do? Are we, so are we in the Merc again? You're back in the Merc. Okay. Oh yeah. Deep in it. Um, uh, in fact, the, the silver flame kind of flickers as you come up from, from the Merc. Okay. Up from, it's sorry, a, it's up a little less, right? Cause we spent some of it. Exactly. Oh man. Yes. Okay. Um, I guess, uh, Joan was, uh, was it Trigon Keep? That's Trigon Keep. You got it. Um, That's the name. You know, like he's just, you know, we're here. Trigon Keep. We're so close. We, ha- we have to, the Bibliosoph, we have to save the Bibliosoph. Oh. All right. Onward. Just <laughs> <laughs> go in the front door. Uh, what's is the, there what's a the front play? door? Like, what, what, like, I guess yeah, we, yeah, there's a front door um, um, that seems to be unguarded. Um, presumably, there are also some side doors. Um, you don't know what it's like in there. Mm. 
Uh, uh, it's 22 floors tall, but you don't know what that like equates to in the Merc necessarily. Has mm. any, have any of us ever been here to Trigon Keep? Is or is this uh, we were unfamiliar? Um, I with think it. we said. So I think we said that Larry Alaska was at least down in the area okay. before. Yeah, but um, I think. Yeah, go ahead. No, I. I oh, if I've been there, great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think any of you have been inside, okay. but you've been to the area. You you. You know, it's a, it's a, it was the forward outpost. It became the forward outpost of the order when they were trying to take back lower Manhattan, basically. Um, and, uh, that has, has since clearly changed. Uh, I want to give everyone a whisper marble, uh, okay. in case we get separated, you know, they're, uh, they're beautiful. Uh, they're, they're bags of marbles and, uh, Ooh. give every, give everyone a whisper marble, uh, and I tell them to swallow it. Uh, oh, okay. And, uh, uh, and I'm, you know, we will be able to communicate with each other, uh, through these, uh, pre, <laughs> they're pre Merc relics. Don't worry. They work. Wait, do I, I just swallow this with a, with just like a, a swig of something? Uh, if you must, w- so, we sentinels are, are, take it dry. Oh, that's gross. What about, um, <laughs> there, is, there is one other option, uh, but it is less dignified. I already swallowed I, mine. Look, we are way past the point of dignity here. Let's, yeah. <laughs> let's get uh, these down. So we're basically going to have a radio comms now. Yeah. Telepathy yeah. radio. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so Beautiful. I, I don't, we don't know what, I, he, I guess Jome doesn't know what these are. He just knows that they work. Uh, they're just totally round, uh, slightly glowy. And then, um, I mean, I, we're just swallowing these things. We've all been within arm's reach of each other this entire trek, and now we need like whisper marbles. What? This like, is Larry. Uh, Larry I already swallowed mine. Just do it. <laughs> all um, right, mine's we, mine's soft enough to to chew, so I'm just gonna do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is standard Sentinel operating procedure, and just in case we get separated. Fair. Uh, yeah. And if you need to activate it, you know, just just feel, just just feel, and 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 talk, and you'll reach out to us. Yeah, those are real vague instructions, but I'm trust I'm digesting your marble. There we go. Larry, the light will guide us. That's Always trust a sentinel, but never trust a sentinel is my my <laughs> advice. <laughs> uh, so I guess we're at the front the the doors. Okay, can we peek in? Yeah, okay, I want to peek in. Uh, like hold the the lantern up and, and do a little. Yeah, peek totally. In. As you as you raise the lantern, um, you see similar uh, to the side of the of the building where there was like that kind of oil print um, uh, being lit on fire here. You see that it is, it's more like spilled ink and this is not yet set on fire or maybe it will never be set on fire, but written alongside the wall of the lobby, like kind of one of the long sides of the wall is if you are a dreamer, come in. If you are a dreamer, a wisher, a liar, a hoper, a prayer, a magic bean buyer. If you are a pretender, come sit by my fire for we have some flax golden tails to spin. Come in, come in. And underneath it just says Shell Silverstein. Mm. Yeah. And there's like a portrait of a man you don't recognize. Right. But like, it's like, it's been like, you know, painted onto the wall. And we can read it like we know the language? Um, hmm. Yes. Okay. In this you do. There is, there is, you know, the painting that's, that was there before. It's it's literally painted over a, a language you don't understand, mm. but in one, you know what I mean. Mm. Like the, the ink has covered up words you don't understand in a, as a translation of it. Um, okay. So you know it's an invitation. Yeah. 
Feels uh, like bait to me. <laughs> Joe was Look, like, this feels, I'm a this dreamer. This feels bad. This feels bad, but I feel like we all fall into one of those categories, do we not? <laughs> At least, yeah. Which one of you is a dreamer? Which one of you is a liar? <laughs> <laughs> I know that Joe is a prayer, but maybe also a bit of a liar to himself. Maybe. He's not quite honest. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, you head in? I think... Um, we absolutely go in. Okay, we so have we to. We have door? to make some headway yeah. anyway. The, I mean, the here's the deal: open? door is open. Okay, well, we head in. If we look up, uh, it's just kind of disappearing into the the mist. Yeah, a hundred percent. You can't see the top from here. Okay, yeah. Um, the only reason you could see the side was because of the way it was lit by the fire of the of the writing. Okay. Um, the you go in and it's a lobby, and you know, um, normally there would be some sort of doorman here, even even under the orders control. Uh, but here, everything seems uh, absent and quiet. There is a um, uh, a list of uh, you know, th- there are lots of words here. You can't. Uh, I guess you could roll to to read them, you know. But they're written in a language that is not your your uh, native language. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there is likewise, you know, a list of all the floors with a bunch of place names on them. That again, mm-hmm. you'd have to roll to read. Um, the key here is that it does say there are 22 floors, which is what there was before the Merc moved back in here. So that says that there's 22. We'll see if that's true. Um, you remember that on the 11th floor, you were supposedly, there was supposedly a great locked treasure that you that no one's been able to get into or some sort of, uh, home of, of information of knowledge. Um, and then the roof is, is, you know, the 23rd floor, so to speak, because it's 22 floors tall. Um, and there are various ways, I guess, you could try to get up there. There's probably some sort of um, stairwell. There's probably a couple of different types of stairwells. There is a big set of elevators, which you know what they are because you were just on one, but you don't know if they work. Um, uh, maybe there's, maybe you could do like a Hitman window washer thing. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> um, you know that the the well that you need to 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 deal with is on the top of the building. Mm. But you don't necessarily know where Roxana is. You don't necessarily know if she's at the well or what to do. You know, so you know. You tell me. What do you What do you do? Um, I feel like I know how these elevators work now, or at least I can understand how they work now. Yeah, like in terms of the button pressing, for sure. Yeah, I feel like you should check those out. And I feel like so we we still remember that they they said there's a treasure on the eleventh floor, right? Yeah, totally. Or they said halfway up, which you know you can do the math. Numbers haven't number numbers are still Arabic numerals, I guess. I think yeah. they're still the same. They made it. I just uh, before we we take the elevator, I'd just like to to pull the guys aside and be like, "Look, there's an old story goes, you know, in the ancient lore that if you're ever in an emergency, if you're ever in a bad situation, don't take the elevators. I don't know why. I they never <laughs> say, but it's just what the elders used to say. And uh, this feels like an emergency. Is all I'm saying. Hmm. Well, that that's gonna make things difficult. Jome says, "What's an elevator?" Right. You're worthless, Jome. Um. What about? <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Jome. <laughs> Let's take the magic. Okay, up fine. Box. So you don't want to take the elevators because you have some like ghostly message from some <laughs> fire department in the past. Um. You know. Look, all I'm saying is that the ones that previously extinguished the flames were real big on running drills where you, you take the stairs, all right? That's all I'm trying to tell you. You decide what you want to do. If you think we can do it safely, I'm willing to take that risk. I trust you. I don't trust this other motherfucker, but I trust you. You got some shit done. 
Yeah. Carl Markinson stuck in a fire training drill with the, like the floors, fi- the building's fire marshal is just extremely funny. To me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, uh, we got to go about halfway up this uh, building, right? To start, or, yeah. Or to the top, to we, the roof. What if we make the roof come to us? I just that just sounds cool. I don't know how to. <laughs> It's like, damn. Just, uh, do you know something up? I What's don't? What's going on? Uh, <laughs> well, damn. I mean, you know, the the Merc works in mysterious ways. Uh-huh. And, you know, I feel like there's a way to have it come to us if we, um, you know, I don't, I don't know, just do some magic. <laughs> just do some magic. Yeah, you could roll channel. That's a channel because that's mm. fucking with Merc stuff. Yeah, like, wait, that's, who can fuck safe. with Merc stuff? Who's, like, none, the most... None of us have channel. channel. No. None right, of but, like, channel. who's the most, at, like, fluent in Merc? I, Me, I, right? Or, I, or, Vin, well, or I think or like Joan. I'm very against messing with the Merc. Yeah, you're Joan would be the best at it and also the least, the person yeah. least willing to do it, right. probably. Right, so can I roll to convince Joan? You would have to convince... I, at every point, Vinny could say, that's too far for Joan basically so we would have to I, if Vinny was like yeah I'm happy to leave it up to a role then Vinny can say that but at all points like the, the consent of the other player with their character is super important so Vinny do you think it's possible to convince Joe? I feel like Joe would be like the order would be pretty against like like manipulation? embracing embracing the Merc right right correct so yeah. like so the fun way is that way or we just like take these stairs is that is that the or the elevator. I like the elevator. I, I didn't. I wasn't. I mean, look, know. I'm still confident in my pulley system uh, knowledge of elevators. Dark, um, dark, uh, hard. Are you? Are I'm willing you cool to trust you. Like, I'm willing to trust me? you. All right. Hard Darkinson. Okay. Um, yeah. So, all right. Let's, well, let's the thing here is you immediately yeah. find out that the elevator needs a little work. Yeah. Thankfully, you do have literally a thing to do this, <laughs> yes. right? So I was, I was, I was um, born for this. You, as you open the door, the thing that happens is like all of the buttons um, seem to be hit. Mm. And so you get in, the elevator goes up a floor. It stops. <laughs> it goes up a floor. It stops. Then the floor below it gets hit again, gets relit automatically. Oh. And it lowers you down to that next floor. Is there a Ugh. ghostly, mischievous eight-year-old in the <laughs> elevator with us? Yeah. <laughs> Could be. I don't know. But yes. with your with your uh, your tinker, your insight, and the, the bonus that you're going to get here, you're going to get a plus two from the box kit. Give me a, a 4d6 here, Larry. That's a five. One, two, one, wow, five. Yeah. Not great numbers, but the five will get you there. Um, however, it does. Con- it, it, you you basically have to rewire this elevator while it's moving. Oh, um, okay. and and you blow through like the entire box kit. Mm. Basically, that's the, the consequence here. Okay. is you're not going to get another use out of that box kit unless you resist this this I, consequence. I would hesitate for resisting just in case <laughs> yeah, you maybe so- need it later. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. And here's what I'll say is this elevator will continue to work for you mm. throughout the rest of the mission, basically. That's fine. The, the quest. Yeah. I mean, All I right. could live with not resisting. So uh, let's press on. So, yeah. So you go up to the 11th floor. Uh, there's a, a kind of a really beautiful ding. Like the, the, the sound that it makes almost pierces through the Merc um, to the degree that 
I, you know, Joe, you you might want to I, I don't Joe or Larry might want to write that down, like in their own in their own little notebooks. Like, huh? We haven't tried sound against the Merc, but like there is something so so precious about the sound of yeah, this bell I f- that you feel the Merc like you know recede for a moment. Mm. Yeah, Joe, I feel like there's been some hints dropped about sound in the Merc, and we have ignored all of them. Yes. Um. So you get to the eleventh floor, and. It is a bunch of office build or offices that are all just locked, um, and uh, you're not sure like what the hell anyone why anyone would say there's treasure here until you find one of the the locked offices um, that is uh, has like a little picture. It has some words, and then it has a picture of um, uh, a book and then a treasure chest, hmm. um, um, and. I don't know. You know, give me a give me a give me an insight lore roll, um, Joan. Okay. Uh, Again, you're not very insightful, yeah. but I guess a, a, anyone could do this. Anyone should give me an insight an insight check if they have insight or lore. Larry has one d six from yeah. from Larry and one d six from from Joan. Okay. Said one d six for me. Yeah, one d six to each. Cool, There's not hard cool. consequences Just a here. Two for me. That's fine. No, no, it's not gonna, it's not gonna blow up in your face. Oh my god! Neither. <laughs> I you know rolled what the a fuck one. Is going no on. one knows what's going okay, on. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> we spent everything in the tunnel. We're just. Um, so you don't know what this place is. You can't read the sign. Um, but the door is here, and the door is. It's like the thing that's weird is like there's no lock on the door itself. You can tell the rest of these doors have been pried open at some point. That they've been, uh, you know, the locks have been picked or kicked through kicked down but this one doesn't seem to have like a key mm. panel and it seems a little heavier than the rest what it does have is a little black box or like thing next to the door uh we would immediately recognize this as like an electronic lock like a key like a key tap oh, thing like you know what thing. i mean yeah. like a fob thing but like you what the fuck mm. is a fob thing um but this is whatever the treasure is would be behind here because there's a treasure chest clearly on this door or on the sign oh boy um you, uh, we used up all the quick bone, right? Used up the quick bone, and you used up the. the quiet uh, I used to right? uh, 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 Larry does have one one more <sighs> um, use of three the three free alchemicals, so could mm. declare one more quick bone. That'd be your last free alchemical, though. I mean, if you, but, I, I'm willing to use it there, Joe. You just gotta. Well, I have seen this happen before with another sentinel. Uh, um, it is possible the quick bone could run out while you're inside and we'd have no way to get you out. Yeah, I kind of feel like you didn't have to admit that. <laughs> so I just want to make you aware of that situation. But other than that, thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Beautiful. You find it, you down it. Yeah. And you slide inside. There I go. It's, it's what's it? It's gross. Let's just say it's gross. <laughs> it's gross to have yeah, your bones just, become stretchy yeah. rubber. Joan kind of turns away and walks a little bit back. I'll be right back. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. I, just, I have to go look at something over here. Mm. I'm just investigating. Yeah. You know something else? You'd think after seeing that dragon's wings kind of turn to this, you, you, you'd you'd not want to do it. But <laughs> taking one for the team here. Appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Um. So. Um, you slide under that door. It's very difficult. Um, you gotta get real thin to get through there. Oh, um, yeah. 
it's gross. Your but your body begins to reconstitute. One wonderful. Um, Just imagining it like Judge Doom when the fucking steamroller goes over him and then he gets back up. <laughs> oh God. Um, and, uh, I'm just gonna give it to you. There is a button next to the door. <laughs> You've seen buttons like this before. You hit it, it goes, bah, and then the door un- unlocks and opens. Uh, and your compatriots can come in. All right. Come on in, everyone. Oh, love that, great. love that quick bone. Oh, yeah, love great. that quick bone. Um, I'm, st- I'm only about 45% back to normal, so <laughs> <laughs> forgive the appearance. As hell. Yeah. You're just kind of like rubbery, and you're just strutting. Yeah, um, organs just um, nowhere to go, I presume. And- I get ready, the organs <laughs> had to just kind of squish a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They're back. Yeah. The, the, the thing that you see here is... Um, uh, you're in an you're in a uh the sort of spaces that you you've probably been in spaces like this before but they've been converted into living spaces um or uh uh temple you know um uh, office space basically we never call it office space right <laughs> but like you know the 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 church has definitely used spaces like this before to give to their the monks to study you know um there are a bunch of rooms connected to each other down a big central hallway there's a big lobby space that you're in now that has a desk at the front of it um uh that's just like everything here is very cluttered everything feels like it was left behind um um as if they like people left in a great cataclysm or a great catastrophe you know like there there are pictures still on people's desks Mm -hmm. um uh there are still you know um writing implements everywhere strange boxes you know on desks where people had you know once worked um with with other strange i don't i don't know what a computer and a monitor looks like to you but you know it looks weird Mm -hmm. it's not a thing you use right um uh, you know, maybe they're they're like you look at them like they're little hearths. They're little. Maybe they they prayed at these. Who could say? Um, and it's room after room of these things. Um, lining the walls and the halls uh, and some shelves are lots and lots and lots of books. Um, they're bright. They're um, the 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 walls are have murals painted on them. The books have bright, uh, characterful color. Uh, you know. Uh, colors on them and designs you know this is you find the there is a jolly the dragon book here um there is um uh i'm trying to think of other things here like to tell you where you are you are in a publishing house Mm. um you are in a place called treasure books publishing uh which is a children book uh publisher um you don't know what a children's book is because you know, the only books that probably get printed at this point are things that the order says are allowed to be printed. I guess there are probably some children's books versions of the order of the silver flame <laughs> tenets or something. Do you know what I mean? Um, Sylvie, the silver flame or whatever. Um, but, but even that's probably kept, you know, it's, it's printing stuff is hard. Um, and so you're surrounded by what seems to be incredible knowledge. Um, um, and there's one thing that, that you see that I think immediately, Here's the thing I'll give you for free without a roll. Left on the counter at the lobby is one of those key fobs with an ID photo on it. And it is a much, much, much younger version of Roxana. And it says Roxana Saeed, which you probably can't read that language, but I think it's you, you understand that this is that's a picture of her just when she was... 20 or 22 or something mm-hmm. you know she is a she was a, a young person i have almost a child but that's just me reflecting on me being a, thinking <laughs> that i was a child mm-hmm. when i was 22 um uh and so yeah much younger but you can see the the basic shape of 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 her face and features um which would mean that she's like a hundred now 
um, which which you know I don't know the Merc does things right, um, and the flame does things. Maybe the flame the flame allows you to to persist. And you said that you know? time goes differently in the Merc, right? Totally, a hundred percent. And so yeah, you see her ID card left behind here, which is another clue. Um, and you see that the ID card has the same symbol that it did uh, on the on the door, the book in the and the treasure chest. So we find and we know um, we know this is Roxana. Yeah, I think it's impossible okay. not to see that and be like, huh, Roxana was here, but not just here to not just here last week, here many, many, many years ago. Did she use this card last week to get into this place? Who could say? Okay. Um, so we yeah, want to keep that. There's a probably, lot of right? stuff here. We want to huh? keep that. that. Oh, yeah, that seems useful. That would perhaps open a door like this mm-hmm. one or other doors, All right. perhaps. Um, uh, so do we know what an the, ID, like, are we, we're not completely, like, do we know what, like, an ID card would be or a photo is? You know what a photo okay. is, because there are photos around, we for just sure. just attach Still. it, though, or, like, we, we, yeah, like, you're saying we're able to attach the two things together and, and make a e- conclusion. Wait, I think so. I think it's fair to say this is Roxana's card, you, or, like, photo. Um, you, I don't know that you know... Hey, if I push this against the the <laughs> right, thing, right. it'll okay. it'll happen. Um, uh, but okay, here's what here's the version of this to give to. This is the thing that is like you're behind the reception desk, and maybe there's like a very basic how do I use my ID <laughs> card thing. You know what I yeah. mean? Like a handout, and you're like, oh, this is all photo. This is all pictograms. I can read this. I understand. I put this next to the thing, and it goes beep, right. and then oh, and, and it opens right. So like that's that's a way you could learn that very quickly. Right, that's how the movie okay. version yeah, of this yeah. would let us hand wave this. Right. Sure. It's it's like for all languages, it's like airplane yes. insert style. Um, yes, exactly okay. like that. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna say jo- um, Unfortunately, the rest of the stuff here is not like that because it's a book publisher, <laughs> right? Uh, right. Um, but there is stuff here to to get, uh, generally speaking, um, uh, and also there's just information and stuff here. Um, anyone who wants to can make a role to 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 investigate this place and try to find some information. Um, uh, for me, that's stuff like study or lore or you know uh, that's the big stuff. Again, sorry, hard. I know you're not a big reading person. No, you know what? I think I think hard is lightly annoyed that there wasn't just a giant pile of treasure back here. But at the same time, he's curious because he sees some things he maybe recognizes but doesn't really know what they are. So he's probably totally. thumbing through things, just poking around, just kind of so checking. So you know out. what? I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you a, a single die just from your history, hard, okay. because you there was something that you could intuit that's like those Aeron chairs are actually worth a fortune. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you like genuinely yeah. um so so uh so everyone can give me i think for 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 Jome, it's lore mm. for uh larry this is going to be insight plus study so you get 2d6 here um but 1d6 for both Vinny and alex okay. i'm gonna say Jome is very he, he doesn't know what this like younger photo thing is he's like a very yeah put off by it and uh just mm. like, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know i don't know what this it's challenging assumptions that like he it. has. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I rolled a three. Jesus Christ. I didn't get I anything. Bad at, oh, my God. No one rolled anything. <laughs> rolled. No one rolled. Oh, Even my I rolled God. Bad. Even I rolled bad. Uh, but I have to roll a couple times here for, for uh, another fun thing. So, uh, one second. All right. Well, oh, you know, this is fun. What you found, and this actually makes perfect sense. <laughs> so, a thing that the way this game works is that you can, if you're in a place where it's like, Hey, here is the sort of thing that um, here's a place where there could be loot for you to to, to get. Uh, there's a bunch of like tables for me to roll on. And what I just rolled on was you had a scrap quality 
two plus load, so big heavy thing, and it's old world. I knew it would be old world because we're in kind of an old world office, a pre-merc office. And what it is, it's a map. It's somehow a map that's too load. Um, and that's I in my mind, that's just one of those maps that's impossible to fold back <laughs> up, right? Um, uh, but it's like it's honestly it's a a and maybe it's even a because it's it's not worth much maybe it's not even a real map like maybe it's a map of like earth sea or some other you know or or, or um uh uh middle earth or something it should, you it know should be like a like, um like a glued together puzzle that has been mounted yes <laughs> yes and that's part of why that takes up two loads you have to be so careful <laughs> with mm-hmm. it you have to give it more space to not break it up love it so if someone wants to take that that's worth money you know <laughs> <That's> a- <laughs> I'm serious. Um, too low. So what happens when you're overloaded? You just don't move You get as loud and you, slow. You'll, you'll get loud. You can't be a sneaky. You'll go later in combat. I see. Which we haven't ever been in outright combat because y'all have been very clever mm. about stuff, you know? Um, um, but, you know, so here's the thing. You're, you're looking around for other information. Those other roles were, were to hopefully find some more information out. No one rolled particularly well. But with everyone here trying to find something, and also I think part of this is you don't know the language. Mm. So it already makes it tough. The thing that you do end up finding is you find um, a desk that has the same symbols that the ID had. Mm-hmm. So you know this is this is Roxana's desk. Um, and you find a bunch of papers that have been gone through recently. I don't know that you can read any of them. Um, there are photos of her with other people, um, which are, you know, it's like them at book conventions and stuff, you know? It's like friends. Um, um, but you don't know what any of it means. Um, you see that on her desk are a bunch of different books. Uh, they're all the same style of like children's book. Um, but you, um, you know, you can't read any of them, but even without being able to read it, any of them, a thing that you can tell is they're in different languages. Um, so there's like one that's in the same language that the writing on the, on the, in the, the lobby that has been painted over, uh, is in, and it's, you know, on the, the signage outside and throughout, but there's also one that has different characters that we would recognize as like Japanese or Chinese kanji. Mm -hmm. Um, there's another one that has Arabic writing on it. Um, and, you know, for the camera, at least, if not for your characters, it's clear that what Roxana was was like an editor and translator mm-hmm. of children's literature. Um, um, this is someone who 100 years ago or 80 years ago uh, was was, you know, doing a lot of work in in trying to to bring children's lit around the world. Um, the you know, I think you can't necessarily tell what she was going through. You can't read her letters necessarily, but there are uh, these tells that give you a little bit of something. Um, the first is that a lot of the, the, the kind of like stuff that's written in, in one of the, the kind of, she's like a diary base basically that's, that's laid out here. Um, and she, she just draws a lot of frowny faces mm. like for a while. It's fine. And then you're looking through different entries and it's like looking over it. So you don't know. Are these magic spells? Like who the fuck knows? But there's lots of frowny faces drawn at the end of things, um, especially in, in the kind of back half of this diary or this journal that she's keeping. Um, um, there is um, left on the desk is a box with certain things like tchotchkes that were decorating her desk have all been packed up along with some key books. Um, uh, it's clear that she was getting ready to leave. You don't know if that means 
that she was getting ready to leave because she was fired. I mean, I don't know if you know what being fired mm. means in that sense or what. Actually, here's, you put this together. More than her desk has this. A bunch of the desks have this. Um, and as you explore the rest of the building, I think you find many offices have desks like this. Um, it's like a lot of people had to pack up their offices um, for some reason. Okay. Um, Joan thinks they're, and- uh, they're offerings. To, uh, <laughs> right, totally. To the shrines. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, um, and it's just clear that things were kind of miserable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's about all you can get from this. Um, um, I and could, could Hard use this opportunity to ask a question of Joan? Sure, always. This is your, your high priestess, you know, someone who's high up in your order, someone that you presumably know something about and respect. Why would she come back here? Why would she t- turn like tuck tail turn over to this place? Why would she come back here? What what is what do you think the significance of this is? She is our she's our wisest and oldest bibliosoph. I mm-hmm. I don't know her motivations were always clouded in 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 the uh, upper you know in secrecy and I was not uh, privy to them. I assume there must have been important information about the Merc residing within Trigon Keep that only she knew about. I guess the the subtext of this question is, does she want to be found? Does she want us coming, looking after, trying to find her? Is she is she here for a reason that maybe we shouldn't be any part of? We have to find her. Without her, the, or- the order would crumble. That'd be a shame. <laughs> He's, uh, yeah, he. Yeah, I feel like Joan is like very much drinking the Kool. Like yeah. she is, yeah. she is our, yeah. she is our He's literal, literal light in the, mm-hmm. in the in the figurative light. We, without question, she would she would come here only to uh, if it benefited the. Was it is it the silver light the 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 silver yeah. flame. silver flame? Yeah, I mean, and Hart is very much just a, hey, I'm just asking questions here kind of guy. So, uh-huh. you know, he's just throwing this out here. Not necessarily because he wants to leave, but because what he's seeing doesn't make any damn sense to him. Yeah, yeah. and Joma's, you know, whatever this means, it's for a good reason. She she, she clearly uh, has the best intentions in mind. And Larry is like, are there any are there any things I can take from here and line my pockets? What can I learn from this? Yeah, I have, yeah. I have totally, truly limitless pockets, so. I mean, the thing that's interesting here, too, is like as someone who makes toys for kids, I do just think the covers of these books have given you 10 different ideas. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's a cool character design. I bet I could turn that into a little a little wind up toy. You yeah, know? for sure. Um, um, so. So, yeah, you, you kind of found what you can find here. Is it off to the, the roof at this point for the final step of your I mission? Think so. Uh, yeah. Are, does any is anybody. Um, like would would Hart or Lowry be pretty bummed out that they're the the real treasure here was knowledge? Like in the uh, like, where's the treasure? I think look at this point, Hard's only goal is never having to come back here ever again. <laughs> so while he is annoyed that he isn't <laughs> going to be able to line his pockets, the sooner we get done with this, the better. Listen, you can all take a book from this thing, and eat a, a book from this place is worth ten coins, right. straight up. You know, and that's it'll be or like one load of books is what I guess I would say is worth ten coin. Like that, books are uh, they're valuable. Okay, you know, and this is a these are books that they're some of these books are unpublished. You know, advanced reader copies that <laughs> like that's something, and no one knows uh, no one knows if they're valuable or not. So they're valuable, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so like Loris so that's the and, thing. and Old World. 
Totally okay. right. You don't. You don't. You don't know what. Maybe maybe you end up with a thing that that ends up not being a kid's fable and ends up. You know who knows? Can I take a pop up so, book? Totally, very and that's probably that's that's very fun. Kids love it. Adults love <laughs> yeah. it. It's just cool. Um, okay, somehow um, I end up with a sack full of James Patterson novels, but that's fine. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Listen, they they move yeah. quick. People buy them, so no one really understands the stories yep. or. <laughs> Why there are so many of them. <laughs> um, in any case, you make your way back to the elevator and up to the roof where the murk has settled in, maybe as, as firm as anything else. Um, the storm that was above uh, has really started to come in while you were inside. You can hear that sound of, of thunder clapping again. Um, uh, it's like a snowstorm. A thunder like a snow? snow? Thunderstorm. <laughs> it's thunder snow. Thank you. Thunder snow is happening. Um, and, you know, the, it's even hard to see to the end of the roof here. Um, I mean, it's a big roof because it's a big building, so obviously the silver flame can't provide you all that light. But even when the edge of the building is, like, within that 10-meter silver flame distance, um, it's it's hard to see through the snow. So everyone has to be pretty tight, at, at, you know, right here, or, or else they lose sight of each other. Um, um, and you can see in the distance, I guess I guess I'll, I'll ask you, La or not Larry, sorry, uh, uh, Joan, what does what does a, a corrupted well look like? What does one of these night wells look like in the, in the murk? Oh, interesting. Um, <clears throat> well, I, guess it, I guess it would have to be, some, you know, something cylindrical that just has like ink pouring out of it, right? Like something yeah. just like kind of like... Yeah over like a um like what are they what is like dry ice but black just kind of like foaming Ooh, out and pouring over it love it uh but it's you know the well itself maybe is kind of ethereal like the the, the structure is not necessarily like a brick well it's just kind of a right portal it's a kind of a, a right okay cool, not cool, not cool. to throw too but many I, layers to that but i just i wonder like is it one of those things where like because it's kind of corrupted is like when light comes near it is that light sort of sucked into it yeah, I love like a black that. hole totally. kind of thing, hmm. like a black hole situation. Yeah, and it's like you need to get it, but you need to almost overwhelm it with light so that it will, uh, so that that will happen, so that it will it will overtake yeah. it. You know, um, as you walk towards where you believe it is, the front of the building, the tip of that triangle, it's happening again, Joe. You hear something no one else does as the wind whips around you and the snow falls, um, and everyone else is just hearing like, but you're again hearing. Jome, stay. And I'm going to need you to make another resolve check as Roxana reaches out through the sound of, of the snow to try to pull you separate from the, the rest of the group to separate the light cage from them. Oh, man. So 2d6 on resolve. Okay. What are you going to say? Uh, do I recognize it as her voice or it's still too... Yeah, definitely. A hundred percent. All right. So 2d6. Yeah. Hey, that's a six. All right. That's a full resist. Yeah. No, so again, you hear it, and there is something. The, here is the the the, the double like re, uh, recognition. The first thing is you're like, that's Roxana's yeah. voice, and that's already scary. And then you're like, it's in your mind, you're like, it's, oh, it must be corrupted by the by the murk. No, it just sounds like her voice. That's right. She's too she's too pure to their the murk is trying to use it against me. Mm -hmm. uh, I recognize I recognize um, it as a trick because it would never ever. They would never, yeah. definitely. Um, and that's coming from the other end. So there's like the, the triangle tip end of, of the building and of the roof. And there's the far end. Which one do you, which direction do you go with the light? Uh, so I, I explain it. I explain it to uh, uh, Larry and to Hard that uh, uh, the, the, the deceitful <laughs> Merc is, is, is beckoning from, from this way. Uh, uh, I believe the source is, is, is there. Uh, I'd leave it up to them. 
I mean, I have you, no frame of reference as to whether that would be true or not. This is the one thing uh, I am maybe willing to go with Jome on because he's the only one who's experienced anything like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I basically say like the, the source of the crowd. I take out my handgun and put the two bullets into it and cock it. I'm yeah, to, that's yeah. how Hard wants to solve this problem. <laughs> to smoke some, yeah. some. Like, I, I don't. I really don't like that it is trying to use Roxana's uh, voice against me, uh, and I'm ready to head off this way towards it you're ready to this just way meaning shoot. towards the towards the sound of, of the voice that you know is a trap yep. okay um so we all kind of sturdy just, ourselves you just want to shoot it yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna shoot the shoot the darkness mm-hmm. so as you walk through the darkness a form emerges seated on the edge of the building uh looking your direction you know legs not dangling off the side but but facing you and it is it is the bibliosoph, it is the, the great sage Roxana, um, um, who uh, is looking down um, at. A, in fact, in fact, in my mind, like I'll just be straight up, like it, it's the fool's idol from Demon Souls. It's that exact style of like four arms, which is not as many arms as she's supposed mm-hmm. to have. Jome, uh, one arm is holding a big book, um, and in her case, one arm is holding a, um, a, a like a, a pen. Uh, one arm is holding a short sword. Um, and the fourth arm is free. Um, and she, like, her head is down looking at, at the book in the snowstorm as if it's possible to read in the dark. And, you know, when she looks up, her eyes get, get that kind of cat glint, mm. that, like, mm. nighttime glint of a cat's eyes. Um, and she closes the book and says, um, Sentinel, why do you come armed? Uh, you know, Joma's clearly not buying this and, you know, uh, where you know where where's Roxana, foul foul merc mercantile, d- d- demon. <laughs> I am right here, Joe. Uh, come sit with me, read. Yeah, I'm gonna say Joe is kind of being a little his resolve. He's got a very strong resolve, but it it you know turns to hard. And Larry's like, don't believe her. Don't don't believe. But he's you know he's questioning a little bit of what's going on. Mm-hmm. I don't believe uh, any of this shit. um and so where's the well in regard to this it's the opposite side of the of the of the building okay right wells on the the i'll just draw it right here's this is fun Mm -hmm. we got we got space i left space for this right like here's the building right Uh, there does does that remind me i've drawn a a bad right triangle the well is at the very front at the top of the wizard hat uh, this is not the right shape of the building. And then she's like in this back left mm. corner, let's okay. say. Right? So y'all are therefore like, you know, here. Okay. Um, well, uh, Joma uh, uh, demands again where, where the, the Bibliosoph is. <sighs> Sentinel, I'm sure it is hard for you to face this reality. But... The Merc claims us in the end. All of us. And it is time that it does to you and everyone else what it did to me. Uh, we should have never survived the cataclysm. And he says, what cataclysm? What cataclysm? What do you mean? <sighs> so much sign then, like, two, from this... Uh... Two Larry and, uh, and two Hard... She's like, your friend is so faithful, isn't he? Yeah, he's a moron. Yeah, he's, he's pretty dense. 
Um, and she stands. And as she stands, you can see, like, from beneath her robes. Also, I think her face is a little bit younger. It's not all the way to where she was in the photos, but it's like, you know, she's in her middle ages now, not not 80, but also, I'm sorry, not 100, but also not, like, the 20-year-old, you know, hotshot, mm. you know, children's lit prodigy. Um, um, she stands up, and as she does, you can see the shape of wings from underneath her robe. Um the cataclysm that came after the bad years, after hope was shattered. There was a year when the solstice came. That's when the, the light that preceded the silver flame uh, would, would go away for longer than on any other day. And the solstice came, and the next day when the solstice should have moved behind us, it repeated. The sun, the first light, went away even sooner. And the day after, it went away even sooner than that. And soon enough, it would not, it would not come at all. That is due to happen again with the silver flame. And for a long time, I did all that I could to help people Get through the dark. But coming back here, I see we should have never survived to begin with. She's going through it. Mm. You don't know what she's referencing because of not being able to have read her diary and all the other information about her. But she is clearly, if this is Roxana, which it seems to be, she is deep in her feelings about some shit to the degree that the Merc has taken, taken over. Uh, well, Joan, Joan will, uh, uh, I think he's probably maybe coming around that the Merc has done some bad stuff to Roxana, uh, still mm-hmm. believes in the, in the silver flame and, you know, is very much, we, we can stop this. We can heal this. We'll go to the well. Roxana will get you back to the, uh, um, <laughs> Emperor, em, em, I want to keep saying Empanada. Em, Emrida. 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 Yeah. One Emrida, of those. Emrida. We'll make this right. Uh, that sounds like you're trying to persuade her to me. Hell yeah. Give me a resolve. Um, I don't think you, uh, give me a resolve, a, a tune. You're pulling on the strength of the, of the silver, the silver flame. So 2d6, you can push yourself here if you want to for a bonus die. Ooh. And, but it, use one of your last two stress. Oh my gosh. Sure. This is it. Let's do it. This, this is, is it. 3d6. 3d6. This, I, this is Jome's whole being. Yeah. Ooh. Hey, that's a six. six. That's a complete success. <laughs> nice, nice. We did it. Finally. She says, she says, um, Joe, I will go with you on a condition. Come. Read of the book. And she lowers the book that's in her hand. Um, and she says, I've done the translation already. Oh, uh, maybe he, uh. And this is sincere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, can, uh. Can I hard go get the book? Like while I have the gun and the flame in my hand? Uh-huh. Okay. Totally. Hard? Do you go get this book from this like demon? You're not gonna try nothing, are you? <laughs> you have my word. Traveler. I have no idea what that word and is like, worth, but alright. <laughs> the way she inflects on Traveler emphasizes that it seems like she has perspective on mm-hmm. you that you ha- that only you have, you know? Yeah. So I agree to it. Um, yeah. And so she hands you the book. 
Um, and when you look at the cover of the book, like the words on it seem to twist and turn even as you look at it. Um, you know, this is this is our Necronomicon equivalent, mm-hmm. right? It's not a book of flesh. I think it's a it's a book of change. It's a book that can't stand still. Um, um, you return it to Joan. Yeah, I, I hand it to Joan, but I just say like, "Yo, buddy, this is not a good book." <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, I, all right. So I'll uh, I'll hand the the gun over to uh, to Hard. Uh, okay. Probably knows how to use it better than I do anyway. And I, and I, I look at the the book. Give me a resolve check, as this is the equivalent of opening the oh. Necronomicon <laughs> and trying to read from yeah. it, right? Uh, 2d6. Um, I can't decide if it's better or worse that you have the... Uh, just give me 2d6. Okay. Just give me 2d6. All right. Hope for a high oh, thing man. here. You got two sixes oh, in a no. row. Ooh, I get a one buddy. and a three. <laughs> you got a one and a three, okay. which means you marked that. Oh, you're out of stress, Vinny, because we didn't mark your last uh-huh. stress that you pushed. Oh, shit. And having resisted you're here, uh-huh. you're, you, this yeah. Knock so, I mean, this is it, though. You get the story of her life as you read this, right? And um, the the story of her life is, is fairly simple, right? Like, um, um, you, um, she was this hotshot young children's lit, you know, uh, translator and editor who believed in the power of of you know literature and stories and poetry to bring people together, and it was a really bad year. <laughs> um, you know, maybe it sounds familiar. Like there were protests in the streets. Mm. There were there was a bad pandemic, and the year after that, it didn't get better. Things kept being rough, and she was like one of those people who like brought light into the lives of other people around her as best as she could. Um, and so when things went really bad and things went really bad after a book showed up at her at her desk to be translated, hers and a number of her other friends in the industry throughout the world, um, uh, a book that seemed to change the way time worked, the way the sun would set after reading it, like they didn't even do any special spells. It's just you get these flashes of her reading this book, translating this book and the act of translation like seems to have enacted whatever this spell was to begin with. Um, you know, you see her on message boards, which you don't know what a fucking message board right. is, but she's like posting with her friends about this weird book that, that all showed up. And they're like, is this an ARG? Is Simon and Schuster go? Did they hire some sort of weird marketing firm? Like what's going on here? Is this a Sutter Kane situation? What are we doing? Yeah. A hundred. Per- <laughs> yes, exactly that. Um, and so, uh, as, tra- as she translates the book, she starts, and as the, the solstice keeps getting pushed back and getting the days keep getting shorter and shorter, she begins to blame herself. And she never sat right with that. Mm. Um, you know, she dedicated herself in the Merc times to helping people, but for the rest of her life, began to be consumed with this feeling that it was her fault. Even though, it, even though this book came to so many other people, she felt like, why couldn't she see that they were enacting some sort of ancient terrible spell? Like all of the books she loves are about ancient terrible spells, and then she fell into that trap herself. Um, and now, what she's been consumed by is this feeling that, like. All of that hope, hopefulness that she had and the best that you get is like a couple of settlements next to each other with a few thousand people. And like, we're just, we're just barely sustaining life. We're in, we're in sustenance. We're not thriving. We'll never thrive again. Maybe we should just let the earth move on. Maybe the Mercs should take over everything. And she's like falling into this deep despair mm. about the, what humanity is at this point. Um, and that just flows into Joan, just deep personal connection via the book which like makes you wonder like is that what the book always was was the book always about coalescing despair is that why it was sent to big cities where there were lots of people who were suffering um and that despair spreads through your heart 
Uh, I'm going to roll 2d10. This is a big bit of corruption. You take 17 points of corruption. (laughs) That's Uh, too many points. Uh, you know, so the way that corruption works, and this is just, this is just funsies, 10 plus, the silver flame is too bright for you. You have to acquire tinted goggles to wear around it. Uh, an extended exposure leaves your skin reddened and raw instead of that healthy tan that you get. At 20, you're only three away from 20, you would get minor physical signs such as pitch black eyes or sharpened teeth. Fear starts to smell good. You may crave blood or flesh. Oh, you hate the smell. You've so been Jome has gone bye-bye. So Jome is not quite there, but Jome is at Jome is at the I have to wear goggles <laughs> near the flame now. But it's uh, also completely so passed something. out, right? Because the stress. Completely passed, just overwhelmed yeah. by this. And like as you pass out, she stands up as if to say, like, all right, I'll go with you now. But so I'm the only one who absorbed this, right? Like the, the, the Yes, no one else read this okay. book. No one else f- knows the knowledge of this. Uh, you you were given a book yeah. and you passed out. So can I have a, uh, and, can I have like read it and just kind of utter the like we, we ought to have ended before I pass out. Yes. Okay. Yes. A hundred percent. Yeah. We ought to. Have oh, ended. that's not good. And then you pass out and now it's, and now it's your two friends who have to decide what to do. She's going with you. She's, she is, uh, you know, I mean, I guess this is the question. Do Larry and hard trust her to hold up her end of the bargain to walk with you across the Merc to, to relight the, <laughs> the, the thing. Or do you think this was an attack on your friend? I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I tr- I think I trust her. <laughs> yeah? yeah? I think Hard is maybe a little less apt to trust her, but he also kind of doesn't know what else to do because despite his hard exterior, uh, he doesn't want to yeah. see Jome die. He doesn't want to see this all go out. Like, you know, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have survived And you think it. maybe a two, only two of you against her would maybe go bad? Well, there's that. And also, you know, despite the fact that, uh, you know, maybe we shouldn't have survived this cataclysm, we did. And that's enough for Hard. Yeah. We're here. We're here where we are. Yeah. Now. What are we gonna do? Not try? Right. I think it makes it makes sense. Yeah. So then the four of you, you know, I guess are you dragging? Well, someone I'll, I'll sling him over my shoulder. Jome's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You. Yeah. You got the. You got the strength for that. You got the prowess nice. for that. You sling Jome over your shoulder. Jome is clutching this book against his heart like it's his new Bible. Um. Automatically, like there's not just in his sleep, just like uh, and she like leads you to the well. And stands behind it. Um, who's picked up the silver flame that Jome has dropped? I'll, I'll, I'm going to grab that. Okay. Okay. Um, and then you guide it over to the well. And you can hear as you get closer the sounds of beasts from below beginning to scramble up the side of the building. Um, um, but in a sense, you know, you, you have this window to do it. Um, uh, give, someone needs to give me a resolve, a tune check, something that I think no one else has. Someone has to light this flame because Jome is knocked out. Um, oh. I, all right, I can roll. I feel like I look between you, me, and the you know, we don't want you could push. You know, you have all your stress base, you have three stress left, so you could push for a die. All right, let, let me let me burn a stress, mm-hmm. yeah, for another and it's die. 1D6. It's only 1d6, because without oh, right. a tune yeah. or resolve, right. you would be rolling 2d6, take lowest. I'm, so give me your 1d6. I'm starting underwater. Okay, here we go. Uh-huh. <laughs> 1d6. There okay. it is. Hey, that's a five. So here's the thing that happens, and we just montage this, right, is the process of relighting this thing is not instant. We, you know, uh, uh, Alex raised the thing of, like, it's slowly p- being pulled in like a black hole, and you need that process to, to happen over the course of, like, minutes Yeah, I'm sorry minutes. for raising that. And so I think what... 
<laughs> no, it's great. I love it. Uh, sorry to, yeah, I guess sorry to the rest yes. of your crew who's now going to take some damage. But, you know, and, and we're also, we have like nine minutes left before our heart out. So we can zoom through <laughs> this a little bit. I think that five to me represents the fact that you have to guard this light while it happens and creatures from the murk begin to pour in. But between your spring caster and Jome's pistol and Hard's huge concrete weapon, you're able to hold your own and push back the, the creatures of the oh, murk. Oh, this lady's not going to um, help us? Not Damn at it. all. Damn. What the f- We ought to have ended. Oh, we got got. Like, yeah. I mean, she isn't, but she isn't helping them either. Yeah. She isn't fighting them. She's like fallen into a sort of like nihilistic nothing. Yeah. You know, I mean, she's, uh, uh, uh Joan is at 17 corruption. Yeah. She is at ennui level 40 corruption, <laughs> okay. basically. Right. Um, uh, so it, it's rough. Um, she can understand the Merc beasts and the shades and all of that stuff, um, and so and so yeah, there is there is this this uh, sequence in in the dark of you you firing your two shots, swinging your hammers, uh, trying to survive. Joan, maybe you come to at the end of this, mm. you see the last moment, and and I guess I'll put this on Joan. Like Joan, you have a brief moment where you could throw the light away and prevent the prevent the well from being cleansed do you still have enough faith to let it continue as your as your eyes blink open i want to say this is like this is how Jome. what is the other one Shadowbringer. this is like Jome's corruption this is how Jome touched the darkness and became yeah this totally class. like yeah i love that but you're still committed. You're still a Merc Delver. You're still, you still believe the Merc should be pushed back at the very Yeah, I, I think, I think he understands more of the, the Merc, like has this communing mm-hmm. with the Merc and understands that, uh, kind of like Hard said, like we are here now, like in the, this yeah. is our world, uh, but it's not, yeah. it's not, never going to be saved by the light. Uh, right. Uh, but, uh, there, there's like, you know, what's the long term effect of that? Because like this is what she wanted, mm-hmm. right? To some degree, what she wants is a prophet or like some to spread that message, even though it's not a complete. It's not. We shouldn't have. We. Uh, uh, what, what the fuck did I say that was good? I had a good phrase, and you repeated it, and I've since lost <laughs> it. Uh, we ought not to have. Oh, uh, uh, we ought to have. We ended. Ought, we ought to have yeah. ended. Yes. We ought to have. Mm. Yeah, we we ought to have ended. Um, I maybe maybe is Joan not that far, but at the same time, it is that we're never going to get it. back. I think Joan believes we did end, and this is the new. Ooh. Okay. Sure. And like the order, the order is the wrong. New. Yeah, the order is wrong for right. trying to bring it back, and the and the Merc is wrong for trying to, like, there's a middle ground where we, where we, oh, good. You're a centrist. Awesome. (laughs) You're you're, you're a merc I went from a sentinel to a centrist. Yes. Uh (laughs) I'm a sentinelist. Perfect. Uh. Um, and so, yeah, you're able to, at this point, bring her back. Does she re into like th- how much of the story do you tell? Because by the time you get get her back, she's hidden her wings and her extra hands, and is ready to reintegrate back into the order. Um, and but like, what's the story you end up telling to Highfield and the rest? So, so what do I lo- do? I uh, am I wearing sunglasses? Like, what is? <laughs> am I coming back in a uh, yeah, jacket? I th- well, I'm and imagining like, you in like, just <laughs> full on fucking like machinist goggles and yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you definitely have to pick up some some sort of goggles on the yeah. way back to cover your eyes from the silver light. Um, or maybe you're wearing a hat that that you can like lower. Do you know what I mean? You keep your face hidden. You keep your eyes hidden as they turn red. Okay. Um, 
whatever it is you want you it's it's up to you how you want to how you want to manage this like increasingly corrupted form um but but yeah what's what's the story you tell them when and, you know the, the, i should be we should zoom out for a second the light does clear the, the murk does clear when the light is lit everything spreads back the murk creatures you know retreat further south into manhattan um and and the park and everything else kind of kind of comes back to to where it is you can still hear the sounds of of you know in in the mirror you can still hear that that dragon the jolly dragon is just mm-hmm. down there that'll have to be someone else's job to go clean up like a phasmophobia thing you just you figured out what it is let someone else do the the actual dealing with it um but uh but yeah like, what, what's the what's the story I, you tell of this adventure i want to say to i think unless everybody recognizes the corruption in Jome, um uh, and i don't know if like the order does would recognize it immediately um but let, let's say they don't immediately they just think he's he's just a cool guy wearing his shades um that he is now no longer that naive uh uh sentinel of the order and is is there to make good on the deal and wants um wants uh roxana in charge but he is now her right hand man like uh, love uh, it and is it like you found like a new like a new sub school inside of the order where you kind of don't have the oversight where you'll get noticed for your corruption yes like 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 uh, like I brought Roxana back and like, Oh my, thank the, thank the light or whatever. And like, yes, she's, right, she's there. Right, right. And, um, and now he can bargain with Roxana because he knows that she is corrupted and he, right. he can go do his side thing. You've entered the Roxana covenant, uh, basically in the, in like dark souls. Yeah. Terms. Uh, yeah like I am not part of the order. We are above the order, right. but like we, we now control the order from the inside. So you got your promotion, just Miserable. not the way you were expecting. That's right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Great, love it. Any other final shots of Hard or or Larry? Larry, how do you how do you instrumentalize and and turn into profit all of the stuff you brought back and have seen? I just feel like I've uh, discovered much more storage space that my body was uh, uh, jelly a couple of hours ago. <laughs> you, yeah, you you still got a little of that jelly left. So, yeah, huh? I'm not a hundred percent human just yet. So. Um, yeah, it, it turns out uh, uh, Larry's a, a big selfish piece of shit, and um, he's just endlessly inspired by all of the uh, pictures and books and and children's literature uh, that will uh, you know lead to his sort of cornering the market of, of future trinkets. Um, so I'm jazzed like t- for myself. Does Larry turn that room into his personal office on the well, island? Well, it's actually going to become the new headquarters for the next uh, uh, toy trinket expo. For uh, right, oh, and great. Good. it's all coming together. <laughs> I, I've sort of already laid it out in my mind. And uh, Alaska Con, got it. Yeah, wherever Joe ends up on his uh, religious bullshit journey is fine <laughs> with me, as long as I can, you know. Take measurements of this new uh, expo space that I've got here. Great, hard. Uh, Any final shots of you? Yeah, I think you know. One thing we touched on that we didn't really get into in the end there was that you know there was this notion that sound and things like that uh, might have some impact on on the Merc as well. Um, I would say that during the flight from the uh, the building back to the, uh, the 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 wherever the hell the the, the empire state building the the temple temple, the beacon yeah uh you know like while they were getting ready to get out of there he found a uh you know one of those uh salvation army you know christmas bell things like uh on the ground (laughs) 
started ringing around a little bit and uh, noticed that it kind of made the the the, the Merc per, uh, you know part a little bit as he walked around. Yeah. So uh, you know he's he's determined never to come back here again, and you know he is the traveler now, so he is on his way. So he puts on his faded Santa hat that he found in the mirror, <laughs> starts jingling his bell, yeah. and uh, walks off into that oh. good darkness. Love it. Great. Perfect. I think that's going to do it for us. Thank you to everybody. Uh, you know, we would go through and do XP and do money and sell stuff, blah, blah, blah. We don't need to do Damn. that. I will just say, I think this game has a sick XP system, which is just like, you got stuff that you get XP for when you do it. So, like, when you solve a problem with alchemicals, uh, that's when Larry, that's one of the ways Larry gets XP, you know, uh, because that's what that's what the Explorer is all about. Um, what a, what a, so it's, it's, it's what cool. a job of, of spinning all these plates uh Austin, right? Like, Seriously, and, and, thank and, you, thank you. I appreciate and it. The, the the notion of adding more on top of that with this XP system is just like <laughs> the scariest thing I've ever heard. But uh, this is so much lighter and easier than so many systems for me. I and I don't mean that because like I'm good. I mean like this is such a well streamlined system. People should go check it out. Again, it's called Into the Dark. It's available on itch.io, which is a weird thing to say because that <laughs> but that's the world of tabletop RPGs now. Um, I think it's also on Drive Through RPG if people prefer prefer that um but but into the dark uh again by strass awesome i just want they have to remember uh, and, that canonically uh, john Sheldon. Um, canonically the shadow binders were started by joan and if you're, mm -hmm. if you're gonna right play them, you right this is the start of the shadow right. binder. exactly this has to be written i know it's an early yeah. access so things but change. we just gotta amend the pdf <laughs> here and, and <laughs> that's, get right. that. that's all <laughs> we upload it that's how it works that's all yeah uh -huh. um, well, uh, thank you so much again, Austin. I'm sorry, I talked over. Uh, we want to give credit to to the yeah Strauss Strauss Osimovic, uh and John W. Sheldon, uh, who who made this game and did all the art. The art in this book is also sick. Like it has the greatest like retro style, mm -hmm. yes. uh, like old school yeah, like black edition. and red. Yeah, totally, totally. So, uh, and if you're interested in this, there's a ton of games like this out there. As always, I would like to use the platform to say, hey, if you like something like D&D, please know that there are so many interesting other games out there. Not not to say that you have to stop your D&D game right now, but there are like hundreds and hundreds of independent games. And just like video games, the independent space is vibrant and there's so many little niches that you could explore and, and check out. So, yeah. Please go do that. And if you like, if you like this, if you like what we did here today, go give friends at the table a shot. We're literally about to wrap a season uh, very shortly. Uh, in the next like three weeks, we're finishing Partisan, which is a mech and politics season. If you want to, you know, if you want me to do Gundam series for you, <laughs> then go listen to Partisan. It's been a real blast. <laughs> and we're going to start a new season in a new world in a month or two. So, so that'll be a good place to jump jump on if you've never listened to Friends at the Table. Before. And what's the easiest way to find that? friends at the table.net or friends underscore table on Twitter, where you can also get like listening guides and stuff like that. So, uh, so there you go. And also keep an eye out for Austin and all sorts of other places. Um, you recently did that. Stay busy. Yeah, you did that Bioware campaign, right? Yeah, that's good. We did. I did a mass effect uh, campaign earlier this year for, or not campaign, just a one, one shot, shot uh, in no on November 7th. And it's up on the Bioware YouTube page. I think that was very, if you want to hear Mark Mir, uh, the voice of male Shep play a, uh, a, a Vorcha mercenary and then Jennifer Hale who played uh, obviously the female Shep uh, Shepard play a Solarian scientist you can go give that a shot that was extremely fun so well thank you very much again Austin thank you uh, Jeff Bacalar Alex Navarro thank you that is going to do it for this year 
2020. Wow. Uh, put that one back in the Merc. And uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to 2021. Thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting us and, and supporting uh, uh, people you love to listen to, not just uh, Giant Bomb. And thanks for all the generosity this year. There's been a lot of calls for donations and all that stuff. I want to take a second to thank everybody who has been able to do so. And if you uh, uh, have not or have been uh, in a tough spot, I'm very sorry. This has been a tough year. Hopefully things turn around in 2021 a little bit, a little bit. Um, yeah, let's wrap it up and we'll see you next week. Thanks everybody again. Thanks Austin, Jeff, Alex, and we'll be back soon.